grown and sexy but clean sometimes. That's what's up. We didn't say it was a family show, so there's that. Young Wait, are born. we? With that? With that? Well, <laughs> so that, are we? I don't know. We, over, we all over the place. <laughs> Had to come out of retirement. These these knees don't. They was snap cracking and popping, you know, like a rice crispy. But we made it do what it do. But I did take a couple of ibuprofen afterwards, though. All right. What's good, y'all? Welcome to the premiere episode of Mud Talk. I am Big T. I am Shay Renee. And we are officially live and on air for the very first episode. Clap it on up for Mud Talk. Yay! <laughs> Mud Talk is the only show that brings you the latest in fashion, news, and music straight here out of the 419. And we are the only show that keeps your ears to the streets. While you grind in the 419. That's on period. <laughs> All right. So, so glad that everybody could join us there on the first episode of Mud Talk. We have... Yes. All right, all right, all right. So, Miss Sierra, tell us about you. You know, introduce the viewers to yourself, the listeners. Tell us about you, what you do, what you got going on. Um... Okay, well, I am Miss Tierra. I guess if you big T, do that make me little T? I guess so, huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I am Miss Tierra. I am the founder, CEO, executive director of Heart to Hearts, which is a nonprofit program for girls ages 8 to 18, um, where we focus on building self-esteem, academic excellence. I need to get in her circle. <laughs> but it's Toledo's own. Let's give it on up for Miss Rihanna Yvette, y'all. How are you doing? I'm Good. How are you? I'm good. It's Thank Friday. You for having me. Yes, I'm so glad that you came onto the show. Thank I know we you. talked Thank about you. it a while yes. ago, but yes. so glad you're here. Um, tell the people about you. Who are you? Well, my name is Rihanna. Um, I go by Rihanna Yvette. That's my first and my middle name. Um, I'm a celebrity stylist. I attended Misa Hilton Fashion Academy in New York. Um, since then, I graduated in June of 2019. Um, I've worked with several different celebrities um, from Issa Rae. Marseille Martin, Michael B. Jordan, um, James Harden, um, Mary J. Blige from Met Gala. Um, wow. It's, I've done a lot of things. <laughs> the fact that you just um, said Mary J. Blige and Met Gala in the same <laughs> sentence, that was like, whoo. Yeah, I did the twerky later video. Um, okay. So, yeah, I've, I've been blessed, been blessed, been very fortunate to do the things that I've, that I've done. That's shameful, and it's just, it's it's accurate. It's what it is. Okay. So, what they do on the hallway and what they do at home and in the locker rooms and with their, with their buddies, they can whatever. Yeah, so you teach them to use the professional language. Yeah. yeah. Instead make them comfortable of, with it. Yeah. yeah. Make them comfortable with it. Instead of saying crazy stuff, like, you know. It's real hard to walk in the doctor and be like, my hoo-ha hurts. But. Exactly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You got to use the right, the yes. right word. Well, you know, y'all probably saw me on social media last week. I used the word cooter mama. And I was just like, yeah, cooter mama. That was the word. You know, I was just like, that's what my granny said. You know, cooter mama. So I thought that was still the thing, but maybe not. 
our city. So, so you know, you've done some acting too as well, yes, correct? Yes. So tell us a little bit about that. So you know, you know, I started teaching in the dance in the schools, and um, from that, um, I got an email that was like, I "Want you to be a part of Empire." Shut the front door. Baby, look at this email. So I was excited and stuff. At the the time, I was a contracted teacher, teaching dance at the school. And it was like, we need you here on this day. And this was when, uh, I forget what season, but it was the prison scenes with Taraji. So it was like I was a core group with the prisoners. So I'm like, okay, I'm about to set it off. Okay, so let me figure something out. (laughs) Got to figure my schedule. And I talked to the principal and them, and they were like kind of supportive, but at the same time, it was like kind of hard. So I had to kind of make a choice. Mm. And I made a choice. I said, um, here I come, Taraji. Hold on. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Hey, cookie. <laughs> All right. Number four, a cookout or any black family function is not the time to experiment. Adding raisins to the potato salad or parsley to the mac and cheese because you saw Rachel Ray do it is not the time for the family to try your possible fuck up because we will talk about you. Okay. So don't do it. Number three, stop mixing Fabuloso and Pine Star together on the stove. That is dangerous. <laughs> Go ahead and get you some plugins from the Dollar Tree. <laughs> Go ahead and get you some plugins from the Dollar Tree. Dollar Dollar Tree on right next door. Just go ahead and get you some plugins, all right? But stop mixing that stuff. I don't want you to go yourself up Let people be who they want to be. Absolutely. Judgment Day is Absolutely. near. Like, don't take on that negativity or become that person or Oh, this act accordingly, everybody want to go through now. Don't change who you are because of the choices somebody else stands to make. Let them be asked by themselves. All right, so the next question is, um, it says, ask the white girl, why do white girls go crazy over so many salons? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't like that. earlier, the whole dancing situation. No, um, uh, yeah. I don't know, because it was like, the first time we Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the song, but that. <laughs> you don't drink off the straw. Oh, that's fine. I don't know if I can take a drink of that. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what is happening over here, right? <laughs> what is going on? Here on the pregame. The pregame is definitely an adult show. You know what? While we're here, we should probably talk a little bit about what's coming up. We talked about it on Facebook. Foreplay or dive right in? Let's play some foreplay, please. It's like getting in your car. You don't even let it warm up. Turn the heat. I turn the heat and see how right play. We talk a lot about foreplay. But that's the closest foreplay I've got in a while. Time for our favorite white girl segment. This is called Ask the Oh, he's got a sound. Ask the white girl. There it is. There we go. So, this is Ask the White Girl. That was really, you really did that. You are very excited to be behind the camera there. Yes, I am. So, you put my name. We might have put Shay behind the camera. One and two. All right, so CJ. One and two. Just ask the white girl. I'm asking. I'm a white girl. I'm asking. What's the one and two? Usually refers to the DJ. Thank you. Thank you for being nice and answering me instead of making fun of me like these guys over here. I was saying that you quit me. He was being extra. Yeah, you were. It's okay. All right. All right. Yo, yo, what's good? It's your homie, Big T. 
And I'm Shay Renee. And I'm And you're listening to the only podcast that brings you latest in music, news, and fashion, and the only show that keeps our ears to streets. While you grind in the 419. Yes, today is a very special day. Yay. It is Mud Talk's one year anniversary. It's our anniversary. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you saw, we had a lot of funny moments, good times. Um, man, so much growth. Yes. Man, watching those clips from um, from January to, to now is, is crazy. Um, yeah. I definitely see the development. And thank you, Jamela. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Jamela and also Unique. Yes. Yeah, shout out to Unique Johnson for tapping in with us. Where else we interview her? So we're going to hear about from her later. Yes, we'll yes. hear from her later. Um, but yeah, man, um, how do y'all feel? I feel amazing. Like, yes, I'm yes. feeling it. Yes, I remember when um, Shay and I first talked about this, we were having drinks. <laughs> the best, the best, do that here. you know, yeah. right here. you know, and the best ideas always come over drinks. Mm-hmm. So I say, my creative, oh, yeah. you give me a little bit of liquor and my creative juice. We are all very creative when we're drinking. We oh, are. Yeah. We literally yeah. will start drinking and be sending each other texts like, we should do this. And actually, <laughs> we were all drinking together when you said you want to come on our podcast yeah. as a guest. And I was like, yes, I do. Yeah. You said you should come talk about sex. I said, yes, I will. Yes, I will. <laughs> and she's been here ever since. Well, almost ever since, you know. Yeah, but I got relative that come over. Yeah, don't go home. Nope, don't go home. So I cook, so I get to stay. Yes. So yeah, me and Shay were um, sitting around. We were having drinks, and we both were just talking. We actually were on Facebook Live. Yes. And we were talking about. We was just having like a random conversation online, and somebody was like, "Man, y'all should do a podcast." And we were like, "We should, huh?" And we kind of like hesitated about it, and um. My friend Tori, shout out to Tori, um, who used to work at City Hall. Um, she was like, do that shit. And we was like, we should do that shit. So I'm a procrastinator because I'm very <laughs> shy. So it was like Ty was on it. Like a week later, he like already booked our studio time. I'm yes. like, wait, what? Hold on. Hold on. So then like we came together, we came up with a format for the show, and then we met up, we did our um, what, do you, what would you call it? Like we did a pre-run, so yes. we're, I even got the video where we just did and recorded to see how we sound, and it turned out great. And then from there, it was just history. Yeah, like history, yeah. the next week, we in the studio recording, and here we are today. Yes, so, I was legit on that shit. I was like, let's <laughs> do it. Um, anybody who knows me, they know I, my dream is to do radio and TV and you know and all of that. Yes. So I was like, this is the time. God is speaking, even through the Hennessy, and we are, <laughs> we are about to make it do what it do. And um, I reached out to the former night grind, and they were like, "Hey, we got we got some open, you know, what are you trying to do?" And we pitched the show to them. They're like, "I think it's dope." And um, yeah, like the week later, we were we in were we were in the studio recording our very first show, which I just saw clips of. Yeah. So. so, what was your thoughts like the very first show? I was so nervous. I was I'm I'm always a nervous wreck right? every show, but that show, you can hear it in my voice. I was like, Do you fool? I'm sharing with it. Like, but now I'm You sure you weren't just putting on your radio sexy voice? No, it was also like, can we get this over with? <laughs> I was like, we were talking about that. You, you, we had a conversation yesterday, and I was like, I could hear that in my voice when I first came on as a guest. I was so shaky, so nervous, and just to watch like the girls all the way through, just being more comfortable and in like my own skin. You know, I think I finally did my first show without a drink when our bishop came. Yes, and that was uh, that's big for me. You know, I, I got that liquid courage. I didn't even need it. And I did. A, I did that interview. And I think I did okay. So yes. you know, it's, I it's I knew I was nervous on that show. I was excited, but I was nervous, and I knew I was nervous. 
because when I'm nervous, like my thought process just doesn't be processing. Like I like I legit was like, and that's on period. I was just like, I looked at that and I was like, I don't even wait. How did that not make the blooper real? It did. It was in there. Yes, and I remember just like what? And I was just like, that friend that's like. No. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So. For him to say that, I kind of looked over like. <laughs> so we're gonna give you okay. a big old no. Yes. <laughs> I was. I was definitely nervous because. Period. Yes. Right. Period. Right. And I was just like, that's on period. I was like, nah. <laughs> but I think for me, it was just like, and then first of all, I was excited, but I was in the moment. But also, too, I was like. I guess I thought it would be like scripted and maybe we had like the script we was going to write down and there was no script. It was just like, this is what you're going to talk about. This is what you're going to do. And also too, we couldn't like really cuss. So we were like trying really, really hard to like not say any bad words, but Jesse was like, we're going to bleep them out. Wait a minute. Well, there's like there's like certain words that okay because I because I remember I asked you and then I, then then came my episode and I was like I think I said dick pic and then I yes. I think I did by apologize and like, yes you know and that that's because I I didn't know what I was allowed to say yeah there were certain words at the four nine grind that we could say or it was like we couldn't say it so many times and we just were like yo that's yeah that's too much so yeah I, I definitely knew I was nervous but I could see the growth throughout it because I find myself like getting more relaxed getting more comfortable. And when we started adding in the segments like Tisky Tea and Shaking the Shits and all that, I was like, wow, this is really flowing. Yeah. But I think we also were nervous because and we talked about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. There was a big clock that used to be in the studio. Yes. And remember, like, we only had like a 30-minute show. Yes. So we would be like watching the clock. And I remember, and me and Amy was talking about this, like in the middle of one of her interviews, I was she like had like 10 tips and I stopped here like number four. I was like, all right, thank you. And I was like, um, okay. <laughs> I had no idea it was happening. I was already so nervous, and I was like, "Maybe I just did too much." But you know, I overplanned anyway. So yes, I was just like, "All right, thank you, Amy, for coming. Yeah. We appreciate you." She just looked at me like, "What show is this?" Right. That was, <laughs> but you know what? I will say it's funny. So I was on an episode. Was that episode three? Yes. Okay, and then the finale episode. And what I like is, um, I think when um, the the vibe changed on that finale because there wasn't that time limit. Yes. And I also did. I did a little tips on you know. I really being into my Valentine's Day for yes. that one and then did some more um, answers to sex questions on the last one and it was a lot more feeling free and just yeah. more like relaxed and yeah. it wasn't and that that finale was what our top three for the still yes, it's been a still, long time. It's actually our second uh, highest and a pretty episode. long show yes. because we did two different segments, but it was just so much more relaxed and did not feel like I was like and then right. done. Yes. So that was part of the advice we got like before our first show. Um we kind of told him how we kind of re- rehearsed and we kind of did a, a preview video of how everything would go. And he told us that, you know, let it flow. And, and we took that advice and ran with it because here we are today. And like you said, by the finale, we all were comfortable and we came out of our shells and we expressed how we felt about all every topic that we brought to the table. Yes, we should have so put that rehearsal video because <laughs> that rehearsal <laughs> video was so bad. We can bring it to we can bring it to maybe maybe the season finale this year. Yeah. We'll have to play yeah. some of those. Oh my gosh. Like we really rehearsed it. And now I was like, oh sounds good. And then we look back on it now and I was just like, no. <laughs> it so was funny. so because you can tell in the video like we were trying to remember like I'm Big T, the Shay Renee. And I was like, I gotta remember yeah. that my name is Big T. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to remember like the lines like you know, Brian four one nine. We just trying to remember all this stuff. But we ran with that one yeah. because it was so it was so many other um lines we had. 
I still have it written down in the notebook. And then it was like, that's the one that stuck. Yes. And we ran with it ever since. So yes. here we are today. And I think it's funny too, because I was that first one that I did, I had my my 10 tips listed out. <laughs> and now it's like, you're like, oh, you're going to talk about mental health. And here I am five minutes before the show, like three bullet points. Yes. Because it is, it does. It flows better when you're just kind of chatting and talking yes. and doing that. And a lot of times, you know, we, I think we just feel better when it flows. Like we're yeah. not like, crunch time and filming rehearse the plan and so sometimes a lot of well not sometimes a lot of times on the show the segments just be winging itself and we just yeah. like oh that sounded really good so right. we appreciate everybody for sticking with us this uh this one year this past year hey greg from north carolina right yeah, yeah. shout out to north carolina north kaki laki um, <laughs> like we said, not scripted. Is that like is that going to be in the on period? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be right up there with Ray's nasty nap. Nasty nappy, North Kakalaki. I've never heard that. They call don't they call North Carolina North Kakalaki? Hey, never heard Greg. There's some watching comment on that. Did they call it that? I've literally that. Please heard. Please let us know because I've only been in North Carolina once. I've been yeah. in South Carolina three times. So let us know if you're if you're still watching if that is North North Crackalacky. North Cackalacky. Nah. Crackalacky. Say that. North Cackalacky. Cackalacky. Yes. North Cackalacky. I can't. North I, I literally cannot speak that. That doesn't even come out of my mouth. Yes. That's, right, I well, just make that up. Okay. I don't know. You say that about period. Oh, he said oh, yes. Thank you. Oh, Greg. Thank you. All right. Thank you. So it's. North Cackalacky. I yes. can't even say that. North Cackalacky. North Cackalacky. So do they call South the South Cackalacky? Greg. Let us know. We gotta bring Greg on live at this point. Listen, I've been trying. I've been trying to get him. We got questions. We're getting. We're getting you on the show one of these days. We're gonna get him on the show. We're gonna get him on. We need to know the spot. South. Yes, that is the sole purpose for your visit. Come all the way up here for that. And then fly back. And then fly back. All right. We'll hang out with us for a little bit. We'll send you back over to Antarctica. Didn't have it. What do you do? Ask the white girl. And then he's like, <laughs> <laughs> girl. 
like, I, I don't know how you just did that. I mean, it's a lot of like, you did. You know, yes. okay. When you watch this interview, you're going to be like, all right, let's, let's, let's there see. There was a lot going on. So, yeah, so something that I learned from um, this year, um, you know what? Bet on yourself. Yes, I love Bet that. Bet on yourself. Um, it was definitely a leap of faith, my taking this. Um, I was nervous. I was worried if, um, honestly, if people were going to tune in <laughs> to my talk, um, just because we were new, we were fresh, and we kind of, we had no experience. We were just out here just winging it. And um, I think confirmation for me was two things. One, um, transitioning over from 49 Grind and coming to Many Faces Podcast Studio. Um, and shout out to Lexi, man. Um, Big shout out to Lexi. Yes. Let's let's just keep the bread fresh because that's just what we do here on Love Talk. It was an unfortunate situation happening for an iron grinder we won't speak on. Um, but we pretty much were like canceled. <laughs> I wouldn't sense. say it was an unfortunate situation. Which, I would say everything happens for I mean, most definitely. But the way that we found out yes. about it was unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. It was very it, it was very shitty, if we don't be honest. But I feel like we're we're here where we're supposed to be. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel more at home and comfortable now. Yes. Yes. And so um there's no clock staring at us, counting us down. <laughs> cutting cutting off my long yes. No weird energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great. I can I can drop I can just say fuck and nobody's gonna say so we don't get yeah. So um for me, it like I said, it was just that transition. I was like, "Man, mud talk? Are we canceled? Like six episodes in?" <laughs> I was like, "Damn!" And we were scrambling because you know we do our show every two weeks, so we were like, "Me and Shay was like, we got two weeks to find somewhere to go because we didn't know how to run a podcast, we didn't know how to do sound and mics, we didn't have the equipment to do it." So we were like, "We got to find somebody," and we shopped around, and I finally um, reached out to Lexi. And all she responded back was, y'all should have been here anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Because period. Yes. <laughs> so, no, it's on period. No, oh, period. Okay. On period. Okay. On period. <laughs> We're just going to make that a fit. This is like, a that's just now, it's now going to be a threat. period. Yes. We should have been here. We should have been right. here. And um, when we got here, you know, what I love was that Lexi, she was so open to all of our ideas. She taught us how to work mics and cameras and the soundboard. To the point now, like we just do everything ourselves. You know, yes. we come in and set up, and I've learned so much on just the production side that, like, I am so thankful for Lexi because if we have not had that opportunity with her, I wouldn't know anything about this. And because of that, there's a reason why Mud Talk charted at number one seventeen on the Apple Podcast charts. Seventeen on the Apple Apple. Uh, 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 yep, yeah. that's my sound effect. Yes, Apple Podcast go. chart on the Apple Podcast chart. Yes. Um, and we've been charting ever since. And um, I mean, it's just like you said, like, you know, we should have been here. So because of that, I learned so much, like I said, just the technical side and the business side and all of that shit, man. And, you know, that's how I knew I was just like, I've learned a lot. We should have been here. Most importantly, betting on yourself. We would have never known that people were even tuning in to Mud Talk had we not been on ourselves. And now we go out in public, people are like, Oh, you the white girl from Love Talk, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Or you do, you know, you tisk the tea or shake up the shit. Or I see y'all at, you know, at um, you know, at the R&B yeah. fest. Like people really, people really notice us while yeah. we're out, and I'm just like, damn, like you want my autograph? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so it's funny. So like for me, what I learned, you know, talking more into the whole, I was so nervous that first episode, and just watching how much how comfortable I got. I remember the first time you're like, oh, by the way, you're gonna you're gonna leave this interview. Now I talk all day to people. Talking is not an issue for me. 
um, talking into a microphone, I hate the way I sound. Mm-hmm. I, I am, I've always been really self-conscious like on video. And so just getting over that um, nervousness about who I am as a person and just getting to be me. And honestly, I think what I've learned most about myself is like, it's okay to be me. And this is the Absolutely. one spot in my life that I can just be me. Like I can be serious and I can be super silly and I can talk about sex and in the same <laughs> breath, I can turn around and talk about very serious mental health topics because both of those that about something real bad. And we talk about Jesus. And Jesus. We talk about Jesus. You'll see that later. But you know, for for me, I think it was just watching me be able to grow from like the shaky, like I had everything written out to being able to. I I, I remember right after my very first, I I might have actually called Greg after that very first interview. I was like, Greg, my interview went really, really well. And I was like, because I was just proud of myself because that's not how I was so nervous doing it. And um, that just watching that growth, but also just learning that a lot about meeting new people. You guys are related to literally everybody in the city. But I don't you guys. I don't know. Well okay, you guys I mean I feel like I, I feel like if I pulled you into that, like that would be included like the five that he's not like to. I know they can. Right, Nick Hans. But we, we had to bring Nick Hans into this um, anniversary episode because we always do. We always talk about But I think for me, it was one of us. I don't know all the people. This is because I am a white girl in this environment, and I, I'm not in um, certain you know circles, and I haven't been in certain areas of Toledo. And like, getting to go to like the R&B Fest, and you know, I remember walking around when we got these shirts, and I was like, "Grand, get shirts, you guys." And honestly, it was like walking around the shirts and like, doing it like are you and i was like Wait, i got my first fan picture which was really weird and awkward sorry if you're watching but like he was like can i get a picture with you and i was like yeah um but i was like i just want to take a picture because i think it's because we had a shirt on like and i was like this is kind of a big thing and then um some i had an appointment with um, a, a self-care provider and she's like wait a minute like i you're on a podcast like i i just realized that i i provide services to somebody on a podcast like i was like what like it's so i think just that getting out into, getting out into Toledo and also just seeing all the super really amazing yes. things that we have in this town. People are like, oh, you know, so you know, there are, we've had authors, we've had people who are singers, rappers, writers, Harlem Globetrotters, athletes, educators, councilwomen. Uh, you know, there's just been so many different genres and people that from all, from all walks of life and all different, you know, pastors and, you know, people that are going from pastors to somebody that owns a, what is it, Tastefully Freaky Sex? Um, and let's not forget we had uh, Mr. Gay USA on the Mr. show. Mr. Gay USA. I mean, right. and, and so there's just all sorts Shout of different. Well-rounded show. Yes. yes. That's my favorite part. And I love that. Yes. Yes. We can go from, you know, talking about sex to talking about Jesus all in one episode. And I don't, have we done that? It's probably uh, it, it may have. It might have. have to go back. I have to go back and watch those sex ones because uh, it's twenty-one episodes. I'm sure it's somewhere in there we have talked about Jesus and sex. Mm-hmm. All of the That's fine. Jesus created sex. So yeah, he did. Yeah. He, we're all good. Yes, he wants people to make babies. Yeah. So, yes. What does it be fruitful? There we go. Live in abundance. Okay. So, and if you're not ready to do that, work. Yes. That's our other message. <laughs> uh, Leslie said she, we gonna make her cry. Don't cry, Alexi. Don't cry. Oh, I yes. can't see that because all I can see is like the last comment. Yes, it. she said. Um, period. Many Faces Podcast Studio loves y'all. Y'all gonna make me cry. Oh, uh, don't cry. We Lexi. love you too, Lexi. We love you. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. So Lexi has also like um, not only provided a space for us to have the podcast, she has also introduced us for multiple events and absolutely brought our brand to her brand and helped us evolve and yes. for that we are eternally grateful yes thank you lexi absolutely and lexi pushes us lexi yes. lexi will tell us that shit was trash mm-hmm. that yes. show was trash mm-hmm. um the camera was in the, in the shot yeah. um shit was on the table like lexi will tell us like that shit was like yeah but so she the minute we yeah. end broadcasting she will text mm-hmm. us and say what she got to say 
or even while we're still live on air, we might get an inbox. Yeah. Uh, change this, do this, you know, during commercial, commercial. Like, and we appreciate it because that's all corrective criticism, and we are here to grow. And that's how you can see the growth. Yes. yes. You know, yes, you notice there's not 8,000, there might be some things on the table that shouldn't be here, but, but there's not 8,000 pieces of paper on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, I touched it from the back. I'm well aware of that. But, but you know, and, and you know, so we've done a lot of it. it. You can see the growth, but it is the constructive feedback. Yes. Not just for, not just from life, I and mean, she does great, but also just we all have our people. And I know that I go to my people, and you go to your people, and, and they right. give us the feedback, and this is great, or ooh, this was not so good. And so we appreciate all the people that are watching, and all the people that have given us the feedback to say, hey, yeah. you know, this is what we love, this is what we don't love. And I think we've tried to take everything people have given us and make it better. Absolutely. Yeah. And like you said, you, you can see the growth. I mean, even yeah. before the show, I was like, uh, Amy, get the uh, microwave out of the shop, please. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm just going to push it this way a little bit. It's fine. So we've all learned to pay attention to detail. Yeah. So pay attention to detail, absolutely. Um, it's just, honestly, like, we all just find different ways to try to make the show better, whether it's a new segment where you're like, hey, Ty, we should promote this way, let's do this event. And I'm constantly, like, at 1, 2 o'clock, I'm like, look, y'all, like, our, our views just mm -hmm. went up. We're, we're number 117 on the charts. And I'm like, my bad, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. But you get the point. I, you know, I think for me, too, when you're saying, I was telling, um, we were talking about this yesterday as well, I, after every show, I they, I don't, they don't do this after every show, which I'm going to have to post one of our celebrations later, but <laughs> I go back and I watch the Facebook of the show the entire way through mm -hmm. before I get home. And that was hard for me. Because I don't like I said I don't like my I don't like the way I look I don't like um, on camera I don't like to hear myself but I do that because I want to hear you know what do I need to fix what do I what do I need to say differently or and then sometimes it usually it's like the next day I'll be like hey Ty when I watch the show I noticed that we did this or we might need to change yeah. this and then you know I know you listen to it all the way through on the podcast so like just that even that self reflection yes. that's a that's a lesson to it be is. able to self reflect and self correct and realize yes. like oh shoot I probably should have said that done that. Yeah. You know, and just to be able to process that through everything has been cool. I would say one of the biggest things that has helped me moving to many faces podcasts, you know, being that we have more time, I've learned how to slow down my talking mm -hmm. now that we're here. Because we're at the 409 grind, I was talking like Speedy Gonzalez. Yes. Like I was like, da -da 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 -da, like trying to just get it out of the way because we only have 30 minutes. And now that we're here, it's just like it flows and I'm not talking as fast. Like, I'm like, this This is how I know I feel comfortable. Yeah. One of the things that I do when I'm nervous, I talk fast and I start stumbling over yeah. shit. Yeah. Like, oh. I think, I think, I think uh, we all have been nervous. And, yes. Like you said, every show you get nervous. I, I think each show I get less and less nervous, but I'm still like, you still have that nice nervous edge, but yes. just to slow it down and be able to Absolutely. Well, for me, it's like, I've always been shy. So this podcast has done a lot for me, um, you know, growth wise. I feel like, okay, I'm not a popular person, but I'm known. So it's like anybody who knows me knows I'm this shy, quiet person. And I've been that person all my life. And coming to the podcast and doing the podcast, I finally feel like I have a voice. And I finally feel like I'm able to say what's on my mind, what's on my heart. And that's personal growth for me. And I'm loving the feedback I'm getting positively. I've yet to hear somebody say anything negative. Um, but I'm here for all of the criticism because I want to grow as a person. So it's brought me. Yeah. This show has evolved me. It's brought me out of my shell, and I'm I'm here for everything. It's so, so funny that you say that because I think I, I don't think I've known you since before the podcast. I met you when you guys first started, and I can honestly say you telling me that you're like a shy person. I can see it, like, but I don't see that in you. And I've seen you come out of yourself because I. I I think it had you already started that transformation when I met you, 
And I, if you tell me that you're shy, that actually surprises me now. It's like, no way. Yeah. Like, she is so outgoing. And like, but I can see where that growth started probably right from the very beginning. Maybe from that demo that you guys did. And yeah. I, so I would have never even known that you were a shy person. Just oh, yeah. I'm very, shy. like, camera shy. Like, when yeah, it comes so to recording videos, like I'll take pictures all day long. Okay, we'll do a picture. But when live it comes camera. to recording, it's different. And live, like, <laughs> yeah. if you look back into that live you speaking on, I'm kind of popping in. You hear yeah. my voice. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be seen on camera. Like, I'm just, I don't know. I've always been that closed show person. But here I am. So here's my question. What I want to know what everybody's favorite memory was of, oh. this, of the seasons that we've had. There's so many from yeah, yeah, this first year. A couple, you know, just um, you know what? My favorite, honestly, um, I wouldn't say so much my memory, but what I really appreciated. Shout out to C C J Dinero. He drove all the way up from Cincinnati, yes. uh, and I thought that was super dope. Like that probably was for me such a feel good moment because that really let me know that like people really want to be on the show. People really want to tune in. And mud talk is that shit. Okay. So okay. that for me, what do we say? On period. On period. On period. Okay. <laughs> so for me, that was like a, a real feel good moment for me to have somebody drive three hours to come and interview on mud talk. So I thought that was dope. Um, my honestly favorite member probably was Amy Breaking the Chair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> was Did we was that on there? Yes. Was that? Yeah, that was. was uh, yeah, that was a fun. That was a fun episode. I, that that episode was so much fun. I don't, and I still, Lexi, I still owe you a chair. But yes. one of these days, I, I got you. I don't, well, I don't know if Lexi knows, but she know now. Well, she didn't know because we. I, I told her I think oh, right then and there. I'm like, I get you a new chair. But I, my favorite part of that was I was so proud I didn't spill the wine. It had nothing yes. to do with the table or the chair. I was like, the wine didn't spill. She's like, the wine is okay. But in my head, it was because I didn't want it to spill on the electronics. But it just came out like, oh, my wine's good, so we're good. <laughs> So honestly, that was like the, my favorite memory because um, that show, I just felt so comfortable. Yes, like yes. the vibe was there, and Asia made that feel great. Yes, 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 I love Asia. Shout out to Asia. I love Asia. She family always. Yes. You mud talk family. Mud talk certified. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I think we, I think that was good that we felt comfortable because we all were kind of nervous at first. Like, what does Asian want to bring to the show? Oh, wait. Um, I was not nervous. You I were, was super excited about all the sex toys. Yeah. I, I was just laughing too about the whole table breaking because I, I was talking to Red and I was like, what was going through your guys' mind? Because you were all blindfolded. Yeah. All you heard is like a crack and me falling. I didn't spill the all wine. All I did was pull up my blindfold and just like, what the fuck? As I'm trying to spray some like wet head. <laughs> Wet head. Blow job stuff in your mouth and your um I couldn't even imagine. So like, that's why it's so my mouth and I lifted my blindfold and I said, Oh, she's good, put it right back. I know I was cracking up. I think one of my favorite one of my favorite memories was and this we didn't show it on the preview, but we were just talking about this earlier. We did our pregame episode that he did. There's a couple of that. I have a funny one, a kind of serious one. And if you saw the where red went up and smoked that that funny thing. <laughs> Um, we were trying to sample your drink, and he was trying. He can literally detect what tequila drink yes. it was from where it was from drinking it. And I was like, "What's going on?" Red goes up and smoke. I look, we had no idea where Shay went, and then out of nowhere, she comes walking in ten minutes later. I'm like, "Did you really just DoorDash chili dogs here?" And she, <laughs> I, I like that. I could not stop laughing about the fact she just rolls up with two chili dogs. She's like, "No, somebody brought them to me," and I, I just for me, I thought that was hilarious. You would never know what Shay is bringing. Is she not bringing chili dogs? She's bringing Hennessy, Hennessy and, hot and hot Cheetos, Cheetos coming out of her purse. That was hilarious too. In fact, that, that was your Margaritas. Yes, agendas, margaritas. Well, and that's what it was. So when you had to yes. come here and I tasted, and I was like, "Oh, that's a legitimate margarita." She's like, "You know, you're a margarita." I was like, "I could not even." I was like, "I do." 
But you know, I you know, I think that so Shay got Hennessy and Hot Cheetos for Christmas. That's yeah, what I got. Like, she needed some more refills for the first. But my I think my serious for me, my serious favorite memories from the show is um, you know, the Ask the White Girl segment that we started. And and it's not because it's the segment, but that also came out of a drunken conversation. And I, I feel like, you know, yesterday we were doing some more questions and somebody was like, what maybe yeah, I don't know if we've ever explained this. We explained why, but not like kind of how it came yeah. about. We were drinking and we were talking about how the riots happened in 2020. Um, I, and there was a lot happening on the internet. I was watching an article where people were like asking white people questions and they were answering people asking black people questions. And I was like, we can do this because I think it's important that we just open these lines of communication. But I think for me, what I like about the Ask the White Girl segment is, um, and I was thinking about this when I was walking in, how amazing our community has been. At first people kind of are a little shy, yeah. but just the fact that people have opened up in the ass and we've had some silly ones and we will continue to have silly ones we've had some really serious ones too but for me it's just being able to not to be able to talk about things within the community and i'm sorry are we no, no. am i interrupting your class no. right now no, I'm, about to, I'm literally about to go into teacher mode um, no. but no for me i think it was just the fact that like being able to have open dialogue that i never would have had with people in our community and i don't think you guys would have ever had has been super amazing when we're out and about getting yeah. white girl questions. And it's just been a great way to say, hey, check out our check out our podcast. Yeah. And people have been, like you said, so open to yes. we had Julius Darrington on the show. Shout out to Julius. Mm -hmm. I remember his reaction. He was like, what type of bullshit is this? <laughs> and he but he but he participated. And that was when I explained yes. why we did it. And That's after right. I said that he was like, okay, I got you. Yes. But I thought it was super dope. He was yeah. a good sport, but he had you no know, he asked a good question. But that's usually what people's initial reaction is, but then they open up to it. And you have some people who ask some silly questions, you have some people who ask some, some Deep questions, which we're mm -hmm. going to do actually later on. Yeah. Uh, and Lexi said, "My favorite, uh, my favorite mud talk edition is the TikTok." Yes, I was just, yeah. I was gonna say, I love yes. the fact that we did that. And that started. We probably were drinking, but we were. It was after the podcast, and Shay, Shay liked your TikToks, and I was like, "Let me do the one." You're like, "Do the one where you smack my butt." And so we did that one, and then it just went from there. And I was like, "We should do this with gas," and you're like, "Let's pick them." And yeah, and yeah. you know, although my dancing needs to. Yeah. Well, and speaking of guests, we have someone who could not be here. But she sent us a video. Miss okay. um, Tierra Armstrong, who is a confidence coach, she was on the very first episode mm -hmm. of Talk, My Baby Sister. Shout out to Miss Tierra, who's doing amazing things. And she mm -hmm. wanted to send us a video congratulating us on our one year anniversary. So let's go ahead and tap into that. Hey, 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 y'all. It's your girl, Coach T. I just wanted to take the time out to wish the most amazing crew. Um, those of you who know, few of you who have listened, but the many that you will impact this year alone, I just wanted to wish y'all at Mud Talk a very happy one year anniversary. I have seen you all build this thing from the ground up, being the first guest on your very first episode of the show. And look where you are now. You've done some amazing things in 2022. I remember when this was just a dream for you, Ty, and you have made it your reality. I'm so proud of you and so honored to call you my brother. I wish I could have been there with you all in person, but unfortunately I couldn't this time. But don't worry because i'm coming in 2023 i promise you that i will be on the show this year and we're gonna do this thing all over as if it was again your one year anniversary because you get to celebrate that all year long never despise the small beginnings because the small beginnings are for bigger and greater later so i love y'all so very much know that this is your journey it is your story and it is your faith that has got you this far and this thing this mud talk thing this thing that y'all doing right here 
Oh, this thing is personal. So I love y'all so very much. Happy one year anniversary from my heart to yours. And I look forward to sharing space with you all in the studio as soon as I can. Be blessed, y'all. Oh. Yes, shout out to Miss Tierra for that amazing message. That was dope. We cannot wait to have her back on the show. I wasn't even on that show, but I'm over here cheering up like that. I'm not here because it does take the small steps to lead to the big ones. And she's absolutely right. And we appreciate you for that encouragement and those words. Thank you, Miss Tierra. That that meant a lot. Um, a lot. Yes, that meant a lot. Um, yes. Just like I said, she was on the very first episode of Love Talk and she dealt with all of our nerves and nervousness and anxiety and everything. And then, um, oh, she helped. She actually, I say she's probably the perfect person to be on that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That was super dope. You know, I think Brett said in our last show, we had um, the, the last episode, not this one. And he said, you know, Mud Talk is my family. And I think that, you know, watching that, I was like, this is how you know this has been a family. You know? And you know, ups, downs, you know, sadness, anger, happiness, all the good times, you know, all the bloopers and everything, but yes. I think that he said it fast because that is, that's like, watch it, that's like family. And, Absolutely. And, and we're adding one member at it. At every, every episode. Yeah, another every member. episode. That's, that's what he said. He said to our guests, he's like, you're now in our family. And I and I think that does encompass what we want is we want that family. So yeah, we, we gotta have a Mother Talk family reunion in August. Well, I, yeah. well, we'll talk a little more about what maybe that family reunion might be <laughs> yeah. after yeah, our Ask yeah, Michael episode. Yeah. And, um, yeah, man, I think that family atmosphere is what makes people want to come back to my talk. You know, yeah. we've had people like Tierra say, oh, they're coming back for Asia saying, you know, she wants to come back. CJ wants to drive all the way up from, um, you know, Cincinnati to be a part of our mental health special we're doing in yeah. uh, February. You know, like just the fact that like people feel so comfortable and want to come back to my talk, um, that means a lot. That that means an absolute lot because there are some people who who have some terrible experiences on shows and podcasts, you know, and they're like, uh-uh, I didn't like that vibe, and I would, won't be going back. So I'm thankful that people feel yes. like Mud Talk is home and they want to come back. And, you know, like you said, we give them a mix of funny stuff, but we also have those real-life serious conversations that need to be had. And um, something that we talked about before, we've talked about everything. We've talked about mental health. We've talked about the LGBTQ community and the struggles they go through with being, you know, black men being gay or in the gay community. Uh, we've talked about youth violence. We've talked about a whole lot on the show. Yes. Um, you know, so, but like Shay said, you know, that's that's our thing. You know, we're open to any conversation. And in order to, you know, have those tough conversations like about race and, yeah. and everything else, you gotta, you gotta just do it. Just gotta do it. And, you no know, matter how uncomfortable it makes you, yes. Or to get comfortable, you gotta be comfortable. Well, and I was gonna say too, like the fact that we have had our guests come in and they're like our family, but the people that are like listening and watching every our episodes, no matter if it's a little bit of the episode or the whole episode and sharing it out and posting, like you're our family too. Like that's our family. Like you're a part of this. Absolutely. You know, you might not have been sitting at the table with us, but you're watching and you're sharing, you're posting, and you're you're saying, Hey, check this out, yes. commenting and we love the comment. Like this is I am obsessed yes. with the fact that people are commenting. It's great. We love it. Yes. Please continue to comment and Share, like, share, subscribe, all of that. Yeah, you're like, you want to know these people. I don't know why they want to know us, but it's like, <laughs> you want to know us. <laughs> all right, well, we're going to come back to some more anniversary stuff. We better, you know, do some things real quick. And this is what we call Big T with the T. And this is where I give you all the latest, you know, celebrity gossip news that's going on. And this was something that I didn't even know was going on until I actually just got here a couple hours ago. Um, so Lori Harvey confirms her relationship with actor um, Damson Idris 
who plays Franklin Saint from uh, Snowfall. And it's a big debate. It's always a debate going on about Lori Harvey's. I like. I don't understand why. I mean, she's look. I I, I do understand. She's had some big name partners. Like, there's been some big name partners out there. Like this one she's got now because it's sexy. Good for you. Michael B. Jordan. That's what I'm saying. Michael B. Jordan. Future. Um, what was this guy? I don't know. I just looked at him. Dan Simpson. I just call him Frank. Listen, listen, she's had a lot of big names in the hair. Yes. So Lori Harvey is officially 26 years old now. And she brought in her birthday with her new boyfriend, which I'm just going to call him Frank and say from Snowfall. Um, so she shared the story to her Instagram. Um, and she uh, he responded, Happy birthday, Nunu. And it was a romantic picture that she posted on her social media account. Um, That's one of the kiss emoji. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Yeah, it is the cutest picture. Yes, so just so you guys know, he's kissing, giving a kiss on the cheek. It's just kind of got with laughing. It's, yeah. it's very adorable. Yep. Um, and so after the lovely picture, he also added a solo shot of Lori on his Instagram, uh, where, the, where the birthday girl posed with stacks of dollars as she rocked a black bomber jacket and they had matching t shirts. Um, and so, you know, they were just spotted together and night out in Los Angeles. Um, Lori was most recently in a relationship with actor Michael B. Jordan um, after dating for a year and a half. Um, they confirmed that they had broken up. And a source later told uh, People Magazine that Lori wasn't ready to commit and that Lori realized that they weren't on the same page while she and Michael uh, Michael B. Jordan were making plans for this. How old is Michael B. Jordan? Uh, Michael B. Jordan is 35. So they're in like different stages in life yes. right now. So he's ready to settle down, get that family. She's like, no, I'm 26. I'm trying to get out here and give me this sexy yes. Snowfall. Snowfall. She's sexy. trying to have her fun. And yes. as she yeah, should. She's, she's not ready yet. Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of people perceive the notion of, oh, you're supposed to, you know, get married, have right. a family, and be a wife. No, that's not the only route. So. Yeah. And honestly, there, there's no timeline for that. If you, not at all. And, you know, good for her because I feel like that 26 to 29 is where there's that big pressure on. I have a lot of friends in that area and they're like, I can't get married. I'm good for her. I'm about to go date. Do I feel care. like that's when it falls apart the most when you rush into yes. it and both Settle. parties aren't ready. Absolutely. You kind of have to have that fun in life and explore and travel and do everything you want to do before you settle down. Absolutely. When you settle down, then, you know, you're making that commitment not only to your partner, but to this certain lifestyle, so. I just don't understand why people are so concerned and invested in Lori uh, Harvey's relationship. Like there was, so there was this big debate on Facebook, which is always a big debate on Facebook by anything, everything, but specifically about Lori Harvey. And you know, people were saying that she's a pass around, she's a hoe, whatever. And somebody that's always goes this way. But I, first of all, I hate double standards. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Especially when it comes to like men and women. Yeah. Um, so pretty much they were saying she was a pass around, but then if Future does the same thing, then of course everything was okay. Right. And so Well, I, like I told you earlier though, I think some of that too was there was like that rumor of like her dating Diddy and his son. Oh yeah. At the same time. About, yeah, I'll have to read about that. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's always a double standard with men and women. All the time. Yeah. So, so um she actually uh, talked about that recently oh, and okay. she said, um, I've heard I dated a father and son. Absolutely not true. Um, she said, I even heard that I was a lesbian at one point. So, you know, there's been a lot of different things, a lot of stories, and a lot of misconceptions about me. Absolutely. And that's, everybody just seems to have their opinion on what she Absolutely. likes to do. I feel like, you know, people need to stop talking about her and her dating relationship and focus on, and focus on your own. Worry about yourself. Wor wor worry about why you ain't got no yeah, right. Some people have too much time on their hands. Mm -hmm. But worry about your life and what's going wrong in your life or what you can mm -hmm. do better. 
to advance yourself before you judge another person. And we're talking about she's 26 years old. Yes. Like, I know people who were 26 years old, male and both female, okay? And there were women who were even calling her past now. I know women who were 26 years old, still going to the gas station after the clubs trying to get the dope boys. Well, I'm sure the they were there ready and waiting because we talked about old gas they station were, They boys. were ready and waiting, okay? That's not like the same women that are <laughs> multiple baby daddies. And, Wait a minute. Yeah. I could have went to the gas station back in my day and... Yeah, no. I don't know that. Girl, I'm you, just kidding. And you a white girl in the hood, you would have been a hot one. <laughs> I think that's when we talked about the whole fact that I can't go to the gas station ever, anywhere. Yes. All right. In other news, um, which is uh, sad, uh, rest in peace to Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah. Uh, she suffered a cardiac arrest and was rushed to the hospital. At the age of 54, right? Yes. 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 They're so young. Very young. Uh, so a source, uh, this comes from TMZ. Um, a source with direct knowledge uh, told TMZ that it was Lisa Marie's housekeeper who found her unresponsive in her bedroom. At about the same time, her ex-husband, uh, Danny, got home from taking the kids to school and performed CPR until paramedics arrived. Danny and Lisa have been living together for quite some time now. Um, Priscilla had arrived to be uh, by her daughter's side. Um, and then there, uh, TMZ was told that she actually, she went into full arrest. Um, and someone... Uh, Administered an EpiPen at the scene at least one time more to help her uh, regain the pulse. Was it, so it was like an allergic reaction? Um, so you could know people. Yeah. Well, my secretary and I were talking about this today, and I, I, was, I was like, how old was Elvis when he had passed? I wonder if it was like a genetic thing, hereditary. We, we actually looked up, he was 42 when he had passed. Um, she was 54, so I don't know if it was, it sounds maybe like an allergic reaction or something that something caused that. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's really scary that I've been here. It's like, like so many people from cardiac arrest, like passing away or passing out, you know, with the DeMar situation and Lisa Marie Presley. Like, it's scary times out here. So please, y'all, take care of y'all. Go to the doctor. Set your appointment. Hey, it's January, fresh year. Call call your doctor, call your dentist, call your therapist, call mm-hmm. everybody you need to make those appointments right now. Yeah, yeah. physically, mentally, yes. and spiritually. Yes. It's important. Yes. And of course, it's 2023, so you know who we have I to talk to. I said it's 2023. No, I said I might have said 2023. Oh, maybe. It's a new year. It's, it's 2023. Year. I forgot about that. Um, so it's 2023. Y'all know I got to talk about at least one or two people who I was talking about on the show. Who was talking about? Oh, I know you're talking about Nick Cannon. Oh, yeah. We're not talking about Nick Cannon. He's talking about the other Kanye. Kanye. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Kanye. Okay. We're talking about Kanye. So, so we love Kanye. So, Kanye, what is. Who is we? I said we love to talk about. Oh, like, love. I don't mean I love him. I love to talk about him. We love to talk about Kanye. He always gives Yes. Right, that's what I said. Yes. Good news. Well, and this one is exclusive news. So, uh, this comes from TMZ. Uh, Kanye West had a secret wedding, um, and she's actually a Yeezy architectural designer. Um, Wait a minute. Nothing's a secret with that man. What? what? Very okay, I don't need to hear the rest. Of it. I need to know what architecturally designing Yeezy things she's doing. <laughs> so, um, they recently. She's on his back. Yes. Kind of like monitoring. So the boss was banging them. Yeah. So they recently had a private ceremony to celebrate their love. Uh, sources connected to the couple told TMZ that the woman's name is Bianca Sensori, and she hails from Australia, and she has worked as an architectural designer at Yeezy for several years. Uh, she's also been a brunette until switching things up to short blonde looks, which has been going around. Uh, sources say that Ye and Bianca recently had some sort of wedding ceremony, though, we're told it doesn't appear that they filed a marriage certificate to make it legal. Uh, still, he's treating her like wifey. Uh, Ye was wearing a wedding ring this week when he and Bianca arrived at the Astoria in Beverly Hills. 
And uh, TMZ was told that the ring symbolizes his commitment to her following the ceremony. So she designed the lovely ass shoes. Yes. Okay, that's right. She, she's responsible for that. Right, okay, gotcha. Yes. So another topic is, okay, I want to ask your guys' opinion on that. So it said that they're not officially married, but they had a wedding ceremony and then, like, you know, exchange rings. How would either of you feel if that would be approached someone took with you guys? I mean, I think I think you look at weddings in one or two ways. I think I think that <clears throat> wedding ceremonies, and I can see with Kanye because of the religious side of him that he's been exploring. Yeah. That what it sounds like what they did was like a commitment before God that we're together, and then you have the legal side of things. Sound like a promise ring to me. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But but to me, so I would you accept that though? Like, if someone approached you and said, "Okay, I want to be committed to you, and I want us to take these oaths to vow." That we only love each other, but I don't want to legally sign documents. Would you be willing to do that? I would ask the question: Why are we not moving forward? Why are we not getting committed? Our, our, him, him and Kim are completely divorced. It's been finalized, so it's not like a waiting on a divorce situation. Yes. Yeah, I, that's a good question. You know, I think. I don't know. I, I think I would honestly, because I, I I look at it as that there's a lot that goes into a legal part of marriage, um, and I'm not saying married. I feel like get married to have a marriage end, but I think that's a whole nother aspect. But if I genuinely felt like this was my person, and we made a commitment before God that that this was my person, I don't know that I would need to have that legal paperwork in place. Yeah. But I also can see the other point of it, like really don't know the marriage license, like. Trying to try to up and leave as easy as you possibly can. Yeah. But then, from a mental health side of it, I can also see where he just got a divorce yeah. from yeah. his so the mother. So there's a lot, and I, you know, people who are recently divorced maybe have a hard time with that whole like. I hear a lot of my recently divorced friends like, "I'm never getting married again." Yeah. I don't know, but I I was just happy the fact that he's not missing. Like you said that he got married. I'm like, oh wait, yes. he's, he was probably why he was missing. He was found. Yeah. Well, so my him. question would be is then too if he you know is traumatized from his previous marriage. Why even go this far? Listen, but no, he's trying to make him jealous. I feel like, mm -hmm. no, I feel like people put too much emphasis on weddings. Yeah. And personally, I wouldn't mind going to the courthouse. We can save that money instead of feeding all these fake people who only praying on our downfall. Let's invest that money not only in maybe a honeymoon, but then a house to live in, and then maybe our kids' college fund. Yeah. I would rather put the money into that versus a big wedding. Like, I'm not a big fan of, yes, I want to get married. Yes, I want to have a, a small ceremony. Yeah. But, and I'm not even saying the legal formalities have to happen. Like, we can have that commitment to each other. And, oh, we're going to make this commitment to be, you know, vowed to each other. I'm your wife. You're my husband. But we don't have to have the legal side in our, so you you'd know. be okay with that. I'd be okay yeah. with that part. Yeah. But, I'm not for the big wedding, and you know, I'm not for that. I've always said if I get married, my reception is going to be a bagger. Might as well have a kickback. <laughs> Might as well have a kickback. Are you cater for you? Yes, Amy. Bring, please okay. bring some of that good ass black people macaroni. Listen, I can I can make more than just that. I am more than just my mac and cheese. Yes. I, I need a T-shirt that says that I am more than my mac and cheese. <laughs> I am more than my mac and cheese. <laughs> my chicken I would and mac know, and cheese. So. Well, you know what? It's, I, I got you. I'll make it. Sorry, I'm a little hungry. I would know. <laughs> I got you. All right. Well, that was big tea with the tea. You know, I got some tea. I'm gonna hit first right here on the talk. Yeah. All right, so we got to go ahead and pay some bills real quick. We'll be right back. But we want to say shout out to Village Academy. Shout out to Lexi Sims, who's out here doing her thing. Make sure y'all tap into Village Academy. Um, 
They are an amazing preschool learning center that does some amazing things. So make sure you get tapped in with her, and we're going to play some business, and we'll be right back. What's good, y'all? It's your homie Big T. We're back here on Mud Talk again. Shout out to Village Academy uh, for being an amazing preschool technology-based learning center. Make sure you tap in with Lexi Sim for all of your registration information. I love that it's a technology-based center. I think that's a really cool concept to have for preschool, Absolutely. especially with how involved kids are in technology. Yes. I love that. All that TikTok and so I'd be saying the lunch. And that you mean the kids, not at the Village yes, Academy. The that is not a Village Academy No, activity. not at the Village no Academy. As far as we know, but that's, you know. <laughs> Invite me for one of the lunches. Yeah, those lunches look yeah. good. I swear. I'll be on my I'll be on my stories like Yes. I always miss it. It always be the next day to be like, dang, I can show them. So they're on Facebook. So they're on Village Academy on Facebook. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Village Academy on Facebook. See those lunches. Yeah, see those lunches. Lexi's always posting the lunches on uh Facebook and they're like always like cut perfectly. And yeah. the presentation is amazing. You eat with your eyes first. Listen, yeah. Just invite me one time for lunch. I'll go pass out food. I'll do whatever you need me to do. As long as I get a plate. As long as you get a plate. <laughs> yes. All right. You are hungry, huh? Oh, She's asking for preschool food, mac and cheese food. <laughs> <laughs> a long two days between work and coaching dodgeball and then coming here. I pretty much did eat today. So. Well, we can make sure you food after this, yeah. yeah. On, on TV. <laughs> that would be a good work. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So we have our favorite segment with our favorite white girl. This is what we call Ask the White Girl. I can't be raised. Uh, drop. So, Ask the White he was like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I can't do it. We need you back. Yes, we need you back. I tried it and it didn't work. But this is called Ask the White Girl. This is our favorite uh, white girl, Miss Amy. And this is where people ask you questions about white people and then you answer them to the best of your abilities. Okay. And she does not speak for all the white people. She does not represent And them. I don't speak from necessarily my own experience yes. either. Like a lot of this doesn't, honestly, a lot of the questions don't apply to me. It's not my, but I speak from what I, know to be true yes. about white people, but it's, this does not necessarily represent how I live my life. I feel like I need to say that. Yes. Um, so I just kind of, but sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Yes, she does not represent the entire white people. No. And okay. they don't represent me. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm getting at more than me representing them. Absolutely. All right. So you ready for this question? I am ready. All right. So question number one. Why do white people change how they act when they are around black people? Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so we had, we had this question. We were out doing some of our Ask White Girl questions, and um, this one came up, and I said, you know, we want to talk about this in the show, because I know that, I know, Ty, you, you kind of had, from the other perspective, wanted to talk about this, but I think there's a I think there's a couple of different reasons, and I think it depends on the person. I will say this. As a human and a white person, I first am going to challenge all of my white friends, um, please just be you. Because, you know, I, I have a lot of friends that are of varying races and ethnicities and things. And, you know, the one thing they can say is, you're just you. Like, I, I am me. You're going to get me the same. You're going to get the same me when I'm around my black friends, my white friends, my Latino, Latina friends, like my 
this is who I am. Um, this is how I talk. I do sometimes do my black friends laugh at me when they're like, that was such a white girl thing to say. Yeah, and I laugh with them because it really was such a white girl thing to say. Um, and, and so I feel like, for me, I just encourage you to be who you are and people will accept you. But I will. I want to start this answer off of this uh, quote that I've always thought about. And it's, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. And I'm going to compliment the black community big time right here and say, I think a lot of times people, our society, a lot of what we do and what is popular in modern day culture and society is embedded in things that came from black culture, black community, black history. I mean, think about clothing styles, fashion, music, dancing, like a lot of what we have today comes from things that, the great things that came out of our black community. And I think when you say imitation is the greatest form of flattery, I feel like sometimes people feel like, I love that, and I want to be around that, and that's such great energy and such great vibes. I love my black friends. All of my black friends have such great energy and vibes, and I think that's a great thing to have. No, I don't. I'm not going to try to turn around and make myself somebody that I'm not because of that. I also think part of it could be, um, and this could be a small part of it. If I'm somebody who is in, a, in primarily an environment all the time where I'm, or I'm a white person in a um, whatever my environment is, and it's, it's primarily a, a, an environment with more black people around me. I think sometimes you just become who you are with and who you hang out with. And, and you, like I find myself, if I'm with, you know, a friend of mine, Grace doesn't matter, any one of my friends, if we're together for a long period of time, I find myself, I'm saying their catchphrases, they're saying my catchphrases, we're starting to sound a little bit like ourselves. And I think that genuinely does happen if you have somebody growing up in an environment where I might be the only white person in there with a lot of black people, I start to kind of just, you are kind of who you are around. And I think, honestly, some of it comes from Last week on our episode, we talked about um, when we were, I think the question was like, why are white people uncomfortable talking about race? And I think some of it just simply is that when you're in an environment, you feel like maybe I might be more accepted if I try to blend myself into that environment a little bit more. People that are around me that are black might find me more exciting. They might want to be around me. They might want to hang out with me. might accept me better if I start to behave, act, whatever, like people I'm around. And that's the one that bothers me. So, like, right. that's the one where I'm like, just be, like, I get the imitation flattery thing. That's a huge compliment to the black community. And I think there is a lot of things that, um, there's tons of things that the black community has brought into society that's amazing. I, I understand that growing up in the environment and having people around you who are, um, just that you just start to be that person. But for me, when you're trying to switch it up because you think people aren't going to accept you for who you are, just, that that's when I start to get more bothered by it. Yeah. And we had the conversation uh, while we were filming yesterday. Um, it's not just the one-way thing because there, are, and we call it post switching. There are black people who post switch too. When they get into certain oh, yeah. environments, they will post switch real quick. And we talked. We had the conversation about where does that come from? And honestly, that goes way, way back to our community wanting to be accepted by the white community in order to be on the same playing field or in order to be accepted. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know wanted to, needing to be. Yeah, like, needing to be. To be like yeah. That, yeah. So we can be on the same playing field. So in order to do that, we simply had to code switch. And, you know, and the white community back then was just like, oh, you're being a, a, a good Negro. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And so, yeah, we had that conversation at the barbershop yesterday when we were filming. And I'm like, yeah, it's not just white people who switch up. Black people switch up. And I, I've, I've seen it done. Because I've seen some people, when we are in the hood, Oh yeah, they they they're thug, and then when they get around in Maumee, Harrisburg, somewhere, they go they they switch up real quick. They go from day day to Jay. But you quick. know what though, I feel like when it comes to different races, I you know again, I feel like for when it comes to like like 
what you're telling me is there are situations where that that's that's how you have to survive in certain yes. situations. That's how you can get how you can get a job. That's how you can and that that for me obviously is, is that's a sad concept. That's how you have to survive in those. Yes. I think on the opposite when it comes to white people, that's there, there's never that. You don't. Have, I mean, well, maybe there is. Maybe there is a situation where if I'm the only white person in a completely black environment, I feel like that's the only way I can make it through the situation is to adapt to that yes. environment. But in reality. For white people, it is simply, I think, either admiration. I think it is maybe a little bit out of fear. And I think some of it just might be the environment you're in. But there's never a have to. And that's that's where when we talk about when you look at real yeah. deep-rooted, where some of these thoughts, feelings, and things come from. And we talked about privilege on the last show. I think a lot of that, that's that's a white privilege thing. I don't yeah. have to change who I am. Yes. I can literally walk into somewhere and be, and that's not anything, I'm not, that's not me bragging. That's me saying, yes. go back and watch the show. You'll hear the white privilege thing. But like, that's, that's, I don't, but we also talk about privilege, not just a race thing. Like we have to adapt in certain environments because we're females. Yes. And we talked a lot about that too, but you know, that's not the case when it comes to people who are black. Mm -hmm. You have to do that in certain situations because you may not get that job. You may not be able to, you know, I, I have a couple of my friends who are like, oh, well, I'm not trying to be very good. You know, because, right. but if I do and I get, there's certain ways that I have to maybe speak, act, dress, whatever it might be in order to even just be able to survive, live, get the job or thrive in a certain environment. Mm -hmm. Well, and that also, like I said, goes back to, to years and years of, you know, the white community saying, oh, this is how you have to be, because this is considered professional. This is how you should behave. And to be honest, you know, so I was so, I read this book, um, it's called, um, it's called how, uh, basically I'm search for how, to, how white people should teach me or something like that. Oh yeah, I heard that book. Yeah, yeah okay. Heard that, yeah. So in the book, they so it's a book for teachers, for white teachers who are teaching urban cities or whatnot. Um, in the book, they talk about how uh, sometimes as white teachers, they try to say, "Oh, this is how you should act. This is how you should behave." And the person who wrote the book was like, "No, don't try to take that person out of their culture. Mm -hmm. Like if we talk loud, we're that's as black people, we naturally just talk loud." But a white teacher may say, oh, you're being too loud. No, that's just how we are. Maybe understand why that child is talking too loud. Mm -hmm. Maybe certain words that they use, you know, don't say, oh, that's not professional. No, get, get to know the culture that, that you are teaching. And sometimes, you know, white teachers will try to take black children out of that and try to say, oh, you should act like this. This is how you're supposed to act. Well, who says that's the right way? Who says that my way is the wrong way? Right. You know, it's funny working working with you know working with kids and teenagers. You know, I've done work with kids when it comes to getting jobs and resumes. And I'm going to tell you that if I have a crowd, I'm not going to look at. Well, no, you can. I'm going to look at everybody. And say this. I don't care if you're white. Well, I don't know if you're racist. This is how you get a job. You know, this is the type of email. You don't know 69, 420, all that stuff in there. I was going to get to that. You know, but like I'm not talking because I don't. I we want you to be. Yes. You need to be you, and 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 I think as a person who works with adolescents, and I do work with a lot of adolescents who are from the black community. I am who I am, and I want them to be who they are. Because guess what? Growing up, I got you to zip it and close your mouth and turn it down about twenty-five notches, and so and I didn't like that. And I know that if that's part of who I am, or not, and I'm not saying that that's you know what what yeah. that is, but I want you to be you. And I think that if we could, I was thinking it's Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, and I was having a conversation with a um, young black teenage boy today, and I said, I said, we were talking a little bit about what that meant, and literally was like, what, what's going on? And I was, we look back to that famous speech, and I have a dream that we can all, I genuinely think that's what that means. I, I have a dream that we can all get along, but also just be who we are. I don't want you to have to change who you are to get a job, drive through a certain community, or have to be around certain people. 
Right. I want you just to be you, and I want to be me, and I want us to just. But and I think that that was more what he was getting at. But there's a lot of work to do. Just a whole lot of work to do. A whole lot of work. And on the reverse, it's like when a black person talks progress. Oh, I'm trying to be like that. Yeah, it's like, no, I was taught proper English, and this is, you know, me broadcasting and showing my education. So it's not me trying to be like, I'm being my true genuine self. And I got that that a lot. So when I was in seventh grade, um, I transferred from Robinson uh, Junior High to Maumee District. Oh, that's a big transition. Listen, listen. <laughs> For anybody that's listening that's not local, that means he went from a school in, oh, the, yes. in our inner city of our big city to yes. a very small suburban, all mostly white, predominantly white, predominantly white school. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so I made this 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 transition, um, and when I would go, like, so I would go to school, and at school they were like, "Why do you talk like that?" He was like, "I'm speaking regular." But you know, after a while, you adapt, and, and it wasn't like I tried to. You just get used to your surroundings. And when I would go back to the inner city, the inner city, like, why are you talking like that? I'm like talking. Did like, you ever get like the whole "Are you but you're not you better than us"? But you're, yes, yes, definitely got that. Oh, you think you better than us because you go to mommy and all this other stuff. And honestly, it wasn't me thinking I was better. I just was like, I just am using proper English that I learned in school. And also the environment that you're in, like you're talking about. Yes, yeah, that's just what right. you're yeah. around. About, you know? And I think some people, and I can speak from my experience, we don't intentionally code switch. Like, we just adapt. You know what I'm saying? So, for me, I was just like, this is who I am. I don't know what you like. We evolved as a person, and some people can't handle that. Absolutely. Even in the seventh grade. So, um, even in adult life. Absolutely. Like, especially, like, with people who claim they're your friends and watch you, you know, Try to do something that betters you as a person. It's oh, you're switching up, or oh, you're being different, and yeah. Yeah, and actually, Unique will talk about this in the interview about healing yeah. and yeah. how she went through that whole transformation. And a lot of people were hate on her about that. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, we'll we tap into that later. But we do have another question okay. for you, white girl. Okay. So, hey, white girl, do you think it's important to encourage white people to go? But do you think it's important to encourage white people to go places where they can be around black people? Absolutely. Um, you'll hear me say this all the time. And I think that's going back to the root of why we do this segment. I think asking the questions is one part of it. And I, I was explaining to, I always explain this when people are, are asking, why are you doing this? I get that question more. Why are you doing this? Um, because I don't think it's often happens because I do hear that from a lot of my black friends. Why do our white friends not end up in environments where they are putting themselves around more people who are not like them? And, I, and I'm going to say this, you know, I think all of us as humans, whatever is not like us, we need to learn more of. And I learned that a long time ago working with teenagers. I found myself in a situation where I had worked with people of different religions, ethnicities, cultures. I walked in and had no idea about some of these. Now I'm like, okay, I can walk in here and be me and do what I'm trying to do, or I can actually just sit down and just learn and ask questions and hear. And I think once you put yourself in situations where you are uncomfortable and you have to learn how to be comfortable not changing yourself, not trying to switch it up, but just because I I don't live the life that you live. You don't live the life that I live. Um, I think people who are in the black community are forced more to live than necessary. Because I think it's real easy for a lot of white people just to stay in their own little white bubble over here and never venture out into other situations. Versus, I think it's very difficult for people who are black to not have to put themselves in situations where they're in more of a white dominated culture. So yeah, I think that some of I think white people need to get themselves out of their bubble, and I think you need to go put yourself not in like a weird. I always I, I hate this question because I I feel like people are like 
not on like a def I don't want you to do it because you're trying to put people on display. Like I don't it's not fair for you to walk into an environment, put yourself around people from a different culture because you're trying to like gawk at it or look at it. like almost like it's not a display. But right. you're doing that in the genuine like soul of who you are trying to understand humans right. and how people function. And when you understand how people are and why they do what they do, and that's why I like the segment because we talk about those things. Um, I feel like that's when you start to learn about how to those implicit biases we talked about, how all the things that we deal with race, we can pull ourselves out and understand why people act where they act, do the things that they do. Not because that's anything that I, I don't have control over. Right. But what I can do is I can understand that I can explain it. And I, like I tell people when we ask these questions, my white friends, they get, they're like, I would never do that. Because, and that to me, I'm like, then get yourself out of your bubble and go and talk to people. Ask questions, go hang out with people. Because when you start to understand how people are, why are they are the way they are, you'll start to understand the world a little bit better and then maybe have a little more empathy for what others going through. And speaking of that, that is why we're going to actually, the second half of the season, we have a new white girl situation, and that is going to be white girl visits. So we decided, and we were talking one day, and we are like, you know what, let's get beyond just to ask the white girl questions. And, and, and we still are going to answer those. But instead of just asking people when we're out and about, seeing people or having people call in, emailing, we are going to take the white girl to places that I necessarily wouldn't always be and have maybe have not better, or maybe not just be with people who are white in general. Yes. And um, I'm going to go in those environments. So yes. yesterday we went to the barbershop, and that's where we got a lot. That's where the questions came from. Um, Wick, and there's a couple more you'll see uh, when we show the video from the barbershop. Those questions, we got a shout out to Wick at um, the Bro, barbershop. Yes, the shout barbershop. out to uh, Groom Barbershop in general. They were absolutely amazing. Yes. Uh, we came in, well, we have said this all up. We'll set it all up beforehand mm -hmm. and they were super on board and they were like yes like please come in and, and yes. do it it'll be hilarious um even the customers who were oh there, all the customers oh even God. the kids there's a little kid that asked there's a question. kid that asked the question yes. that we're going to show he yes. had to ask his dad if it was okay I, and he, he so he had permission yes. but and his dad said it was totally cool yeah. so we're going to be showing that um, when we get back from our uh winter Yes. So we're the goal is for white girl to visit. So right right now we we're visit the barbershop. We we already talked about we're gonna do church. Yes. Um. So that's gonna happen. We talked about a spades so game, which I will win by the way. Um. Yeah. Right. He said this should be good. Um. This should be good. <laughs> um. We're gonna do a cookout. That's why I say you said we gotta do that. Maybe yes. we need to add family reunion on there because as you, one of our questions they asked about you know white people and the other family ties and. Uh, they're different than people who are in the black community's family ties. So I would love family reunions because yes. I said it is way different than my white family reunions. Yes, and which you will not see on there. Um, there was an old man who said, oh, at the barbershop. You know. Yeah. Like, I felt like I was at the gas station all over again. Yes. Like, <laughs> after, so he asked the question, and I won't. I won't yeah, we, are, we, won't we don't know if we're going to air that or not. I don't we're know. Gonna, if, I got to watch that first. I don't know if I'm going to air that one. Um, I like to see my look on my yes. face. So like, but after she answered it, he, it must have been a good answer because after that he was on her heels like the whole time. And then trying to get my backseat, like I'm, I'm not going home with you. I was no, we're not going home with anybody yes. today. That's not happening. Yes. Yeah, so, no, I will not have your children. Yeah. So he, he was. We adore you, but it's not happening. He was definitely trying to get angry. He even asked her. He was like, "You sure you're a real white girl?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. So I don't know if we're going to hear that or not, but that was it was. It was good. I, and I'm excited because I did. I, I thought it was cool. It was a good experience, and I'm excited to kind of talk about my reactions. We got the initial reaction right after, and then I'll talk a little bit more about my experience. But I love it. And so here's the thing: so we got church, we got cookout, we got spades game, we got barbershop, and a now family reunion. And I think Red wants me to come to the recording to studio, the studio. Yes. which I I might wrap. We don't. 
Maybe yeah. white girl rap. Yes. I'm gonna write my own white girl rap. Yes. Watch this. It's gonna be very white girl rappy because that's how it's gonna roll. We but, can send it to CJ Gennaro and see what he thinks. Yeah, I don't know that he's gonna roll with that. But here's the other thing: if you are somebody who wants to be one of our sponsors, we are gonna add a level to our sponsorship. Yes. If you want white girl to come visit your business. We will, you know, we got some, we can get a hold of us. Um, how they get a hold of us? To do they can go on to Facebook and they can uh, look us up on Let Talk and shoot us an inbox and you'll see uh, sponsorship package information. So if you want us to come visit your business, but if you want white, just say I want white girl to come visit. We will come visit your business. Um, we want to promote our black owned businesses in Toledo. So Absolutely. you know, shout us out. We'll come out there. We'll do our. You can do ask the white girl questions if it's appropriate for your business. It depends yes. on what your business is. Barbershop yeah. seems to work well. Even if you're having an event, we'll come out come and out you know, record your event and interview some people and do all that good stuff yeah. that we do. Um, maybe we'll do a live edition of Mud Talk for you. Yeah. Know, whatever it is. So that that's another level that kind of added the, the Mud Talk comes out, does the, the live event. So yeah. some new levels of sponsorship coming up. So. Yes, and speaking of sponsors, we yeah. have a sponsor, Ms. Shea. Yes, this week we are sponsoring Sister Services. We offer basic and deep cleaning services. We do move-in, move-out cleaning, one-time cleaning, weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly. We also clean commercial properties as well and organizing and provide free estimates. So please reach out. All right. And if you want to contact Sister Services 419 for all your residential commercial needs, go ahead and use that phone number 419-320-7152. They also have an email, correct, right? Yes. Sister Services 419 at gmail.com. So again, that phone number is 419-320-7152. Or you can email them at sisters service sister services419 at gmail.com. That's S-I-S-T-E-R-S-E. R-B-I-C-E-S 419 at gmail.com. Then listen, you have a cleaning company like Sister Sister Services, you want white girl to I, I don't do well with cleaning, but <laughs> I guess. I mean, <laughs> so you sponsor us, I'll clean something. I mean, do black people uh, clean dirty people? No, I just don't clean anything. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not one of those, like, <laughs> cleaning is not relaxing. I know people, it's like a stress reliever or something, but that is For not my is. life. That is not my life. Mm -mm. I will cook. Cooking is my stress reliever. Yes. So that's why I would hire Sister Sister Services for overnight because I need that in my life. Like I need to make a mask cooking and then have them come and help because I you know, see I've always loved cleaning as I cook. So and then like even when I'm stressed, like cleaning my house, like if I'm really pissed off, I'll get the wash the walls. Wow. <laughs> well, why so, can't I? Why didn't I get that in my life? <laughs> that's, that's the one thing I wish I had. <laughs> so I know if I ever call you and say what you're doing, you say wash the walls. I, I know we you know you're stressed. Somebody, yeah, <laughs> somebody who stressed me out to the point where I'm climbing the ceiling and I'm on these four legs. <laughs> <laughs> and if, it's, if, it, if I'm making a six course meal and it's not a holiday, then you know I'm stressed out because right. I'm looking, but I might have to call you. See, cooking relaxes me though. So cleaning is the stress part. And then cooking with that too. Yeah. I love listening to music. All right. Well, we still got a whole lot more here on this one year anniversary show. Uh, we actually had a special guest that stopped by yesterday, did a pre recorded interview with us. We had Miss Unique Johnson here. She was actually on the first episode of Love Talk for Season Two. Um, and she actually was, uh, we said on the show, she was our highest rated guest ever. Like, still. But she's still in the top. She's number one. She's spot, number right? one. Like, she's. She's about to and she's amazing, and there's a reason for that. Like you're going to hear this, you're going to hear what she has to say, and the whole the whole story and what she does. I, I get it. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to go ahead and tap into that interview, and we will be. Right
right back here on Love Talk. We, we have in the building. She was on our debut episode for season two. Uh, actually, have to tell her she has been the number one stream episode of Love Talk in all of our episodes. Number one. Yes. Number one. She's been holding that spot down since September, yes. and she's actually almost up to a thousand.
You know, when you were talking about people like the mess and not the message, it's something that I talk a lot with my teenagers I work with. And I'm like, you know, when you quit doing whatever it is you're doing or when you choose to grow, you know, you will lose a lot of people. But mm -hmm. the people that you lose are the people that you need to lose mm -hmm. because you can't Absolutely. grow. The journey can't continue if those people are there because they will hold you back. Absolutely. And they're not. And sometimes people just aren't there in their journey. Yeah, they're not. They don't mm -hmm. get that they need to be on a growth path either. I, I wanted to ask you, because we talked about this before we started this, you had said there was two Bible verses, one that inspired the first book, and then the one that inspired this one, and I, when she told me what they both were, I was like, you can just see your growth through the two verses that you chose. Right. Will you yeah. talk about, so for the first book, what was the verse that you, like, um, anything is possible with God. And then for this book, it was, I can uh, she, <laughs> she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she lasts without fear of the future. And I think I just when I hear that I'm like you can definitely see the growth like you're just you're there and you're you and this is who you are now. Yes, I. So with this book, what are you? Who or what are you hoping to inspire? It's just um, basically being me, being me. Which the book and well, not so much the book encourage. I was already in the process of. I was already doing shirts, but then it like one night the guy just dropped it to me and I came up with the line uniquely, being authentically you, just walking in your original you. Like so many people want to be somebody else, but you only can be you and you only can be 
do. And um, I have I had a prophet prophesied over me, and she was basically like, "You are your niche. You are your niche. Your name is unique for a reason. You are your niche." And I sat in that and sat for a while in it, and I was like, "Okay, right," because I never fit in, <laughs> but I wasn't supposed to fit in, I, and I'm me. Yeah, I go to church. Yep, I'm listening to my Christian music and all that. But then you might get okay. <laughs> you might get the turn up part of me. You might get the turn up part of me. It's just some things that I've passed. I'm passed, but I still have fun. I'm still me. I'm still a work in progress. I might be like you know telling you a Bible scripture and then. Uh, somebody might be talking, I'm like, nah, shut up. <laughs> like, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm a working progress. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be perfect because nobody is perfect. I ain't trying to be perfect. I'm just trying to be me. So was this the part of your journey that you would say where you really, because that's a lesson I feel like for me in the last couple of years, we talked about that when we talked about my New Year's intentions was learning how to thrive as a woman in my 40s. And I think part of that is just learning about who I am. And part of that is like sometimes you'll catch me in church and you know, learning Bible verses, and you can listen to my what I have my radio now, and it might not align, but right. I am who I am, you know, right. or I right. might be on here talking. We, I was like talking with Ty the day laughing. I do a very serious mental health segment, and then I, you might be over here listening to me talk about sex and a lot of very, very well. And Jesus turned dirty. up too, he turned water into wine, so he was a turn up every kid. time everybody was talking about Jesus, <laughs> turned up. always that water into wine. Like, we all sin and fall short. Like, 
So it takes that relationship because I don't care what you sin, you could have the biggest sin that you think is biggest or the smallest, and they're all the same thing as the guy. It's about the relationship. Exactly. Well, you have those people who try to make one sin bigger than the other. Right. Oh, God doesn't like the homosexual, but he doesn't like being with your wives. Or the person that literally (laughs) told the white lie yesterday. You know, get out and speak together. Exactly. Whatever, you know, whatever it was. Or the person that's stuffing their face and they know they full. Right. Yes. It yes. was so much fun. The food was good. 
Uh, Michael Woods with pictures and all that good stuff. DJ was dope. Shout out to DJ uh, loyalty. T Green, he's super dope, super dope DJ. Um, but yeah, it was and really. I had, nice. a, I had a band here, so yes. I was like, I didn't really want to have a birthday party because um, my birthday is like in March, the end of March. So I told my husband, like, I don't really just want to have a birthday party. Um, I didn't want to have a birthday party. So this year, I'm turning 45. So I'm like, we're going to turn it up a little bit. So, so tell us the locations of those, those events. Um, so. Or how we can get how we can find yeah, it when you're there. Like how can we get a home? Yeah, so I don't want to drop onto that just yeah. yet. So yeah, so. You, if you follow me on Facebook, Unique Johnson. Um also if you follow my uh, business page, it's called Uniquely. Um, everything will be on here. The book signing is that what a one that we can that's the locations out there. So yes, the book too. signing okay. is at uh, my boutique, which is thirteen oh six West Savannah. Oh. On the February the fourth from five to eight. So you okay. need to go out and get the book. Yes, we're gonna, book. we're gonna book right now today. The journey continues yep. by Unique J. And I'm yes. assuming you'll have some there if they just show up to the book signing. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. Yes. And I'm, I'm. I don't know yet. My friend is like, you need to read a chapter of it or do it, read part of it or something. So I would say a chapter. I would say no chapter. No, I was gonna yeah. read part of it. I did post. Um, I post today, uh, or was it yesterday? Um, one of them in there, and it talks about, yeah, I was just signing books, and actually, when I just signed books and it flipped to a certain page, I'm like, okay, God, you trying to tell me to tell somebody something, so I took a picture of it, and I posted it, and it was um, speaking on me and my husband on one of our rough patches, and it was talking about when we were in therapy, and um, some of the things that the therapist, some of the tools that the therapist had uh, gave us. So I just was looking for this. And I like so what I like about this so far is that you hold yourself accountable. And yes. Um and in it she says, all the trauma, hurt, and pain that I have experienced in my life is some of my fault, and some was God allowed me to distract me from knowing who I was created to be. Can we talk about why I just flipped that exact same page? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Right like I was flipping, I was like, oh, I'll stop and see where I go. Yes. And then that's what you were reading. No, seriously, and people have to understand that when when you're healing. You have to take some accountability. Oh, some definitely. Oh, definitely. Or you won't heal. Oh, you won't heal. And some people are simply not ready to heal because they're not ready to hold themselves accountable. So yeah, when so I read that, I was ready. like, it's a, it's a lot in there. Like one of the chapters that really, really was hard for me, um, and I get emotional just talking about it. Um, I was in therapy. I'm, well, I'm still therapy myself. And uh, one of the questions on the questionnaire was do you love healing and I answered everything in there and I turned the paper in and then my therapist was like you didn't answer this and I'm like I can't and she was like what I'm like I can't I can't answer that she like take it home and sit on it and I literally cried because I'm like I don't know about that I don't know what loving me feel like I don't even know who I am if you take the title wife, mom, away, like, who am I? Right. So it was like, during this, it was like, finding me, finding me, find what do you like to do? Because 
I'm not that young unique that want to turn up on the clubs and none of that anymore. That I don't, yeah, I don't get excited from that no more. But what excites you now? And what excites you now is helping other people. So That's I tell people point. that like I don't live for people; I live for my purpose. Okay. Yep. My purpose is helping others. Absolutely, I, I love that. That so as. In mental health, the practice that I do, that's one of my favorite questions to ask people. And I can tell you that that is a question that is often either not answered or I literally get this blank, like, I don't know. Uh, I don't and, know. and you know what's funny? As a counselor, I've actually have to ask myself that a lot because I can't help people love themselves if I'm not in that you, spot. And that, that's part of my book. Like, I can't, I can't help you as a, a life coach and transition coach. I can't help you transition from your trauma to your triumph. If I ain't past mine, so it was like, okay, this is as Sierra said, this is personal, like, yeah. it's, and it's mandatory. And one of the reasons that it was so mandatory for me is because God has a way of talking to me when I'm in a car by myself, and I was dropping my granddaughter off to daycare, and it was like, boom! I was walking behind her, and it just hit me like, boom! You got to change for her. Because you can't let this hit her. So, like, it was like, okay, yeah, no. Mm -mm. After I seen my kids going through some of my flaws, seeing your flaws and your kids, I seen my kids going down the same path that I was going down. And then when I seen my grandbaby, and I'm like, you know, I got to change because I can't let this hit her. And my mother passed when my daughter was three. And my daughter can tell you, she's 25 right now, she can tell you everything about my mother. So I'm like, I gotta change so she can be the same way. Now, has your husband had a chance to read any of your books? He didn't read the first book. Um, he has, he was the first person to have both books. Okay. Um, I don't think he don't read this one either. Didn't you say he didn't want to read the first book? No, he didn't want to read yeah. the first one, and I don't think he want to read this one either. But he had—he was the first person to read both of them. Okay. But I don't think he—I um, don't think he don't read it. Yeah. And he probably doesn't need to. He probably sees a lot of growth. Yeah. Just, yeah, we we are very. Um, our communication skills are very good now. They wasn't. Um, like I said, therapy helped us a lot, and we talk. Like, that's literally like my best friend. Like, I tell him everything that's going on. So, he probably know he's living this along yeah, yeah, he's, he's living it. Right. Yeah. He's so living like, it with yeah. me. Like, he sees the growth in me. Like, I already know what's yeah. going on. And, like, you getting up at 5 30 in the morning and living on by yourself, praying and meditating. Like, I, I see the growth in you. I see the change in you. And it was hard for me to see it in myself at first. And I'm like, okay, I already. I'm still helping people like I've been doing, but I see the growth in myself also. That's that good support system. That is supporting you by not, you know what I'm saying, pushing you to the, okay, I want to read this book, but he don't want to get hurt by reading the book and then already knowing what you're going through. So he's like, okay, I'm already knowing what you're going through. I don't have to read this. I'm good. I'm stable. We're good. So, my husband is one of my biggest supporter and critic. Yeah, of course. Like if hard. I start something, he's like, no, you gonna finish that. Yes. Like no, you gonna finish that. And like 
he is really, really in the back. Like, <laughs> he, he's so, he, yeah, he's so far <laughs> in the back. Like, it, it, it reminds me of Sarah Jakes and her husband when she was, when her father passed the mic to her and her husband stood there and grabbed the mic and took it, but he stepped back and let her. That's how me and my husband is. But mm. my husband also is now he's like, okay, I'm ready to do my thing. So I'm like, let's go. I'm excited to be the cheerleader. Like, yeah, yeah that's, that's my husband. Like, like, yeah. So is that like in the form of like he's ready to do a book? No, he okay. has, um, he started at the end of the summer. He has a power wash uh, oh, company that started. So I'm like, okay, let's, let's go. Let's take you off the ground now. That's no yesterday to talk about her new book that she just dropped and yeah man i'm so excited to read it yes it's on my it's on my weekend reading for my self-care day this weekend yes the first one was really good yes yes so and the second one just dropped so she said if you haven't read the first one don't read the second one yeah read the first one first so you need to be listening shay wants her book please or you can go to the book signing on oh you can't have the wait february 4th she's having a book signing at number two Okay, well, have mine there because sorry I couldn't make it yesterday. You know, life be life, life. Yes, I'm a coach of a dodgeball team, so it it, it takes a lot from my week. So. Yeah, that's what I understand. But I love the kids. She said, "I got you." Yeah, thank you. She said she got you. Look at that. Yes, because yes. I definitely love the first one. I read it and I'm just I was so intrigued. Yes. Yes. Some of our feedback too. We we heard some. Oh yeah! Shout out to uh, my homegirl Tish. She said, I can't wait enough to come on Mud Talk. Girl, you've always been up to come on Mud Talk. <laughs> and, then, and then my friend Greg said, healing is hard as AF. Yes. But you know what? It's, it takes a lot. And it is a strong, you are a strong person for just stepping into the healing process. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the first part of it, it, you know, realizing you need to heal from whatever it is. And so February 24th yes. is our um, Real Talk about black men's health, which I'm super excited about because yeah. that is one of my, as a mental health provider, one of my biggest goals in my whole career that I focus on is just teaching the importance of mental health for all communities, and especially working with my young black men and women that I work with, just teaching them the importance of that it's okay to have good mental health. Absolutely. It's okay to cry. So I'm so excited about this. Yes. It's, it's so cool. I have to share too because yesterday I was on Facebook. You know how they like track your thoughts, which is really creepy. And I don't know. I'm probably, <laughs> I'm honestly probably going to get put in Facebook jail for saying that out loud on this podcast. Probably. because they'll know. But um, I, I was looking at there was a mental health um, care summit, you know, and it was for all people with mental health. But I loved it because the person on the advertisement seeking mental health was a black man. And I was like, I love that. 
because it's very relatable, and I think that that's just another step in the right direction. Absolutely. So make sure y'all tap in February 24th at 8 p.m. for what we call Dear Black Men, an honest conversation about black men's mental health. Yes. So, you have your questions ready or, your, or anything you want to know that we can help you with if we increase what we, we got you, come in, comment. Yes. We'll do our best to get you hooked up. Yep, and we're going to have some people who are going to be live in the studio as part of the panel and just honestly just having an open conversation about it because it's, it's definitely needed. So, and and, most definitely. Yeah, shout out to So Greg. we need to get Greg up here in uh, February. We'll talk about Black and Mental Health Greg. Big facts. And I like that he said healing is, is hard as AF because you and I were just talking um, during the interview um, about how, you know, people may think that you're better when you're healed. You know what I'm saying? Or they think like, oh, you think you're better than me or we're not. No, healing is tough, okay? And no one is trying to think, you know, that you're better than the next person because you're healed. It's just realizing, recognizing, like, I was doing some fucked up shit, yeah. and I have to let those things go. And some, or some fucked up shit was done to me, and absolutely. I need to let that trauma go yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. And something that Unique said on the show, you know, she was just like, you know, people always love you when you do a mess, but they don't like you. During your mess? Oh, or during your mess. People, yeah. people love to see your mess, but don't want to see your message. That's it. Here we go. And I, yeah. it's funny that you said that weird on the same thing, because yeah. I was about to say the same thing. And I think that's why. Oh, you're better than me, because they're not they're not either in the healing process, they're not ready for it, or they maybe just don't have the tools to do it, but please don't ever get down on somebody for the fact that they're trying to get better. I feel like those type of people are scared. So then they try to bring others, you know, back into that. Oh, it's not okay to heal um, because they're afraid to step into that passage. Well, and I, like I always tell, you know, people I work with mental health, and I was like, you know, part of the reason why you're losing friends and people like your mess and not the message is because nobody wants to be making those bad decisions or hurting themselves at all. You know, people like to have company in that. And when you said I'm removing, you're not in my company anymore. You've they've taken away somebody that used to basically encourage their mess. Right. Yes. And when you're not there anymore, that kind of that's defensive because maybe they're not ready yet or they just haven't taken that step. Absolutely. But, yeah. And yeah. they and they like you said they want somebody in that because yeah. for some people healing hurts, so they'd rather just do what feels good and feels comfortable, which yeah. is being toxic. And nobody wants to make that decision as well. Not at all. It's always fun. I'm okay with outgrowing my friends because mm-hmm. yeah. If anything, if you call yourself a true friend, you're going to take that journey with you. Absolutely. And if not, then you can be left behind you. Yes. Yes. Because the fact is, is the people that come with you on your healing and that stay there, because healing is messy too. Mm -hmm. From the beginning of healing until the end, those people that are there at the end of the end, and there's never really an end of the healing. There's always, it's always a process. But when you get to that point where you're just really there, and the people that are there that started with you from the beginning of that messy healing journey, those are your Absolutely. And anybody who lost along the way be okay with that. Yes. So yeah. So yeah, shout out to Unique Johnson again. Her book is available. Yes. Make sure you go ahead and cop it. Um, continues. It's always healing is like a <laughs> snake shedding its skin. So yes. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes you gotta shed those friends. Exactly. Shed that skin, shed those friends, shed those behaviors, those habits. Make that into a shirt. <laughs> I Shirt, not the tattoo. So that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a quote in itself. Yes. I'm just gonna get the shirt, yes. not the tattoo. With the new logo. 
So, all right, well, well, speaking of, you know, shit and skids and shit and friends, you know, sometimes you just have to say fuck those people. And this is a very special edition of Mud Talk. And so typically we do what's called FYF. We do it on the last Friday of the month. But because our one year anniversary, we're going to do it today. This is our only Friday of the month. Oh, yeah, month. there we go. So this is a little segment that we like to call FYF, which stands for... Fuck your feelings. There we go. <laughs> Friday. That's for you, Brad. Yeah, that was for you, Brad. So this is what we call Fuck Your Feelings Friday, where you just get out everything that you've been holding in um, for all month long, maybe even today, you know? So, so we did this with Unique yesterday. Yeah, so we're going to tap in with that in just, in just a few minutes. But do y'all have any that class? She said she's been having – mine was just one of those that just came out of nowhere. I mean, we, I did one yesterday. I kind of like you. I've been having a pretty genuinely good week. You know what? Fuck those people. Wait, am I fucking what? Fuck, fuck, fuck your feelings. Fuck your feelings. For those fucking people. Like <laughs> like, but no. So I feel like a lot of people. We talk about healing, and this came off of what we were talking about, and people that just really want some healing and they want. But fuck you if you're taking what you need for healing and finding little memes on Facebook and posting very cryptic memes yes. or cryptic posts. And then just like not saying anything and like, why is everyone posting all my stuff? Or you, you, you're out here reaching out, you know. And so give us give us the full picture of what you are. Go get some healing. Keep it off social media. I, I don't need your like very pointed memes that you're like, you know, you're talking about the person that hurt you or, you know, just let's get get a counselor, go to therapy. But I don't need you to be posting those memes where it's like nobody knows if you're, they're really worried about you. Sneak business. Yeah, sneak yeah. business. Like, oh, yeah. It's almost like a sneak business. Like, yeah. don't do that. Stop it. Don't do that. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your feelings. Fuck and your feelings. You if you're doing that. Yes. All right. No, I love you all. Um, mine is, you know, fuck all the people who I'm not gonna say. Like the whole Lori Harvey situation, fuck people who are judging her. Yes. Like that girl is twenty six years old, living her best life. She doesn't have any kids, she's not married. Like, let that girl live. She is a fantastic example of what a 26-year-old should be in their life. Like, I'm not understanding. What do y'all expect the 26 year old Listen, I'm not going to lie. You see those women that she's dating? That's a little jealousy. Right and she is gorgeous. Yeah. Like, one she's of the most beautiful pretty. humans I've ever seen. Yes. And to a lot of people, who's to say that she's fucking? No. She's just going on dates. And quite honestly, whatever sexy picture they thought that was, it was the cutest picture ever. It was yeah. like a sweet, genuine, like, Find you as someone that's going to shout you out on your birthday and give you a kiss on the cheek and wear matching shirts with bomber jackets. Like that that's your dope. person. Yes, that was dope. Like, fuck match, matching pajamas. We matching mm. all year long. Always. I don't think I could do that. But, no, uh, but you know, at least once a month. I don't know that. This is a lot for me right here. It's just going to fulfill <laughs> the, my matching needs. The month off shirts. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, my, it's my monthly. Maybe maybe in a different month. But. Yeah. See, you're not lying. I'm going to matching pajamas. I love that about you, though. That's one of those qualities I wish I had, but I don't. Over yeah. Christmas, we did the whole TikTok to where we all had on. I think I saw that. We came back with the matching pajamas <laughs> and the colors. And it turned out great. I switched to music, but it was cute. Yeah, and see, I can't do the matching stuff. Like I, I can give you color coordination. But matching down to the T, absolutely not. Like, where the fuck though? I like, you know, I like that you said color coordination. I'm with that. I will call it. We can call it coordinate, but we're not about to be down from head to toe matching. Yeah. Like, uh, I stopped doing that in junior high. So, I mean, it's cool to do it for like Christmas and stuff, but if we're doing that like on a date or going out, or if you're going to Cedar Point because you yes, have to match, you have to match. Like, apparently, if you're a couple, that's the only way you're it's like Facebook official couple, yes. but we've matched this. Yeah, but other than that, I'm not doing that shit. 
But yeah, to spin the block, to come back on that, fuck everybody who judges Lori Harvey. Let that girl live. She's 26 years old. She's doing what a 26-year-old should be, which is traveling the world, dating, because and, and that doesn't mean that she's fucking. And you know what? Even if she is fucking, and you know what? Even if she's fucking a dad and a son, and that really is true, that's not my business. You do you, girl. Because I know some people that's doing it too. It's just ain't public. Right. <laughs> and that imagine being in that public image and like everything you do is analyzed. Absolutely. And a lot of these celebrities, example, Lori Harvey, is just doing the same shit that everybody else is doing except hers is just fucking something. Right. Yeah, right. So, so guess what? We know you're all sleeping with dads and sons too. So sure. Not all of you. But Not all of you, but, but there's some you people know out who there. you are. You know who where's, you are. Where's the cryptic mean? Or moms and daughters or whatever you got going on. And guess what? We don't judge here at my talk. We don't judge. We just need time. you to worry about yourself. Yes. So fuck all the people uh judging. It's not a problem when it's a baby standard, so yeah. yeah, and we talked about that too about how double standards. Fuck all the people who follow double standards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck all of y'all. You want to be a hoe, be a hoe. You want to be with one person, be with one person. That's your life. You Let know. people be who they want to be. Yeah. Yes. I, feel like I feel like all of our FYFs come back to that one. <laughs> worry about yourself and yeah. let people be them. Because people don't worry about themselves. <laughs> they worry about everybody else besides themselves and wonder why they should be. I genuinely about. think this world would be a much happier, better, less war filled place if people just worried about themselves and not in a selfish, not helping others manner. It just uh, it's their business is not your business. Absolutely. So I would say mine is fuck your feelings if you feel like the only way to feel good about yourself is putting the next person down. Oh, fuck yes. your feelings. Yes. Fuck your feelings if you feel like what you have in mind or your idea of what someone else should be is the only way that person that can jealousy. be. Oof. Fuck your feelings. Mm-hmm. I can't with that because it's, yeah, yeah it, it never accomplishes what you think it's going to. Right. Like you, th- if I'm gonna put you down, I'm gonna putting people down does not feel good. You're not gonna help heal yourself because you hate you. Right. You know, right. It's, it's not putting somebody else down. You have to put on their journeys. Yeah. And I know that's hard, especially if your journey is tough. Yes. And it costs absolutely nothing to build people up. Like you're not losing anything. Not at all. That is my favorite thing in the world. It's just when I receive a genuinely random compliment, or when I can just go out and I know that that's. The random compliment that I gave to somebody just made their whole day. You ever had that? And someone goes home, like, okay. you go home, you're like, oh my god, somebody just said that I had the nice and not in weird gas station guy ways, but like, <laughs> you know, or barbershop. I can add that to my like, but like, oh, I love your shoes, and it just came out of nowhere. You look so pretty today, or I love, you know, wow, or you're just you're you're. So you're why do you get the nicest compliments from strangers more than you do the people who are supposed to love you? I feel like that's because strangers don't have the capacity for jealousy yet. But the people that are around you really do have the capacity for jealousy. Yeah. And so, and, and whether it's jealousy and the fact that you're leveling up, you're growing, you've, you've improved yourself. So let's say fuck your feelings if you have a hidden jealousy. Yeah, stop with the jealousy. Yes. We love to be you and be proud of who you are. And if you're not there, heal. Go heal. Go get a counselor, work through it, and then you'll start to really find that self-love like you need to talk to And it's okay to uplift other people. It feels so, so good. Yes. So. Well, we weren't the only ones who participated in Fuck Your Feelings Friday. Miss Unique Johnson participated in Fuck Your Feelings Friday. So we'll go ahead and tap in and see what she said on this Fuck Your Feelings Friday. Fuck Your Feelings Friday. What it's called? Fuck Your Feelings. That was a lot of buzz. I like it. Do you feel better? Yes. So. Fuck all those people that make noises on microphones. That can like make noise. I'm just messing with you. No, there's that. No, I don't have. You can't talk. I could have did this like if I was mixing actually, but yeah, you 
use your mouth to do like the. <laughs> I knew that was the record. I like in my head. I saw it. Don't like this. Yeah. I like it. Yes. Um, you know what? Fuck all the people who like to inconvenience everybody else with their last minute shit. I don't like that. Stop being last minute. Like if you know a week ahead of time, if you have something to do, plan that shit accordingly. Because now you're inconveniencing me, and I don't like the inconvenience, and that causes unnecessary stress on me. And I already got high blood pressure. Okay, so. <laughs> Fuck all the last minute. We need, I can't try, we need your blood pressure to go down. So stop being can last I, minute. Uh, hello, can I get it to 120 over 80? That's what, that's what I need it to be like. Lower. I need it to be like normal. But it can't be 120 over 80 of you stressing me the fuck out being last minute. So fuck all those last minute. So there we go. And then act like the world is crumbling when you can't help their requests. Yes, you can't help their requests. Like, damn, like, if, like today, you know. This is one year anniversary show. If you know that you that you wanted to do something with me, okay, plan ahead of time. Because I already I already told you I have something to do. Don't come to me Thursday night and like, hey, can you drop me off and do it? Fuck no, I got shit to do. And gas is fucking three twenty nine. So I'm really not. So, it's, it's like that everywhere. Unless I got my broker points, and I already used one. So I had fifty. Uh, Hello. Put that in the book. <laughs> they like to repay sixty-five. Go repay sixty-five when the journey continues. And hold your damn self accountable. We're causing trauma in other people's lives. Oh yes. Hello. Hello. Fuck the trauma causers. Thank yes. you. That's not mine, but I was just. Yes. Fuck, fuck the trauma causers because you are causing trauma in other people's lives. Get y'all shit together. Okay. Ask the player for real. Shit. Right. I feel that. Good. I gotta think. Do you have one? No, I gotta think about one. Do you have a FYF? You think? Oh, did you put it in the book? Because I ain't care about nobody's feelings. Fuck all the feelings. I didn't care about nobody's feelings or how nobody feels when nobody got. I don't actually. Genuinely caring person. That's why I was like, come on. You most a lot of genuinely caring, mm-hmm. empathetic people are people 
influencers. Yes. Yes. You know, and it's hard to say. And I'm not anymore. And I'm stop <laughs> like that. Me neither. Because you know what helps me say no to people giving people rides? I look over my passenger seat. I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of shit. I gotta get out my passenger seat <laughs> and put it in the back seat. No. No, I just don't want to. I mean, yeah. I say no to. It could be just yeah. I don't want to. And I have that right not to yeah, want to. And, and you know what? Fuck all the people that when you say that, they turn around and, and that will kill a relationship or something. Because that happens. Yeah. Now, I've done a lot of that. I I put my foot down, especially at my job, and I've done a lot of no's. And then people get really because now they saying that oh yeah. she acting brand new yeah or she's she's or that she's the best I'm not yeah. brand yeah. New. I'm I'm not acting healed thank you yes. <laughs> that is now the answer I'm acting healed you need to heal yourself thank you exactly yes yes um oh I got I got one got by one. the way I do have Go one ahead. so fuck all the people that have zero common courtesy and that only yes. think about what they have going on in their own lives and I I was thinking about this because. There's just been some situations the past couple of weeks where I'm like, do you not have manners? Like, do you not realize that you are not the only person in this room? In this room like, yes. why are you being so loud while I'm trying to do this? Or oh trying to, or why are you, why are you busting into my, my room, my office, my whatever, my space when I'm in the middle of something? Like, do you not have manners? Absolutely. No, people, people no. don't anymore. That's, like, that's they, how I feel about people at the goddamn grocery store. Oh God. Yes. You know what I cannot fucking stand? Fuck all the people who like to stand their ass in the middle of the goddamn aisle. Like, you know that there are people And then who are not move when you're trying to walk through. I'm like, I can you back just, up? I was literally just about to say that. I was walking in Kroger's yesterday, and I was walking by an employee, two employees at that. And dude was just standing in my way. And so I, you know, politely scooted over, but I said, damn, you could have moved the fuck out the way. <laughs> that would be right. I swear to God, I said that shit. I believe. I, I, you know what started my thought about this too was that happened to me. I didn't remember what story I was in. I don't even want to call anybody out, but an employee was stocking the shelves, and I'm trying to look at the shelf, and what I needed was behind their cart. And and, and I'm not even joking. The employee pushed the cart closer to me. And was like, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Reached over me, and I said, can I just can you move that so I can get that real quick? You're working here. I know you're not off anytime soon. Can right. you please back that part up? That was like zero common courtesy. Yes. All I and I'm like, what I need is right there. And they're like, well, hold on. And I was like, I'm just gonna. Right. Where's Where are you about those people stop. that when you online they like right oh, here? Like, oh oh yeah. And right then they pop it, and mm -hmm. you know it's yes. 2023, honey. You cannot cough oh, no. behind people at all. And oh, my grandbaby, she likes Nana. She keeps coughing. I'm like, I know. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to scoot up. Right. I don't want to be close up on the lady. But then I'm like, I don't want her like uh, on that. Like, scoop back. Give me 50 feet. Have you ever had someone that you're still unloading and they're starting to unload their stuff? I can't. Yes. I'm like, get your stuff. That's and, another comment. Get off. And just because you put that little uh, lock thing in between us, hold on. Like, just chill. Okay. I always let the person in front of me put the side when they're yeah. done. Yes. So, oh. common courtesy says if you're there, the block thing goes on by the person that's in front of, that's you. In front of you, not you. Not you don't get to load things until they're done. Right. And that's the one thing. COVID, that with COVID, that should have like we should have kept the whole like let's stay apart from the grocery Safety. store because mm -hmm. this is now we're just on. That's why I just go to self scan. I don't have time for it. I do self scan. I yeah, I do self scan. Except for when I walked up there with a full cart. This is probably me not having controversy. And then this guy looks like because <sighs> I'm clearly I had like thirty items, not twenty. And I was like, I don't want you on me. That's why I'm. That's why. Um, fuck all the people that. Fuck all the people that feel like you're obligated to do something. Like, 
quit, you didn't text me back. I didn't fucking feel like it. Oh, yeah. Or they inbox you. Uh, well, I inbox you. I didn't fucking feel like responding. <laughs> or I called you. I know. I watched the phone ring. You didn't want to answer. Right. Like, <laughs> then I am obligated. And I'm, so this is, this is where I'm at. I'm very big on me time since I've been on my whole mental health journey and healing and whatnot. So sometimes I don't fucking feel like being about it. And I have to tell people, I work at a school, okay? And I don't teach just one grade book, okay? I am a, an elective teacher. So I teach the whole goddamn school, which means I teach 596 kids. So I'm hearing 596 voices. I don't feel like being bothered with 597, okay? So guess what? I don't feel like fucking answering the phone. Like, so when I get home, I disconnect. My, my brain battery disconnect. You, you, you have to recharge your own self. Yes. You have to. I tell, listen, I tell my kids, my husband, every two, every other week, it's my, that Saturday, it's my day. I take mm-hmm. myself on a day. I go get my hair done, get my nails done, get my teeth done, go to eat, have a drink. It's my day. Don't call me. Don't bother me. Yes. Well, don't, don't call me. Don't bother me. Because I'm not. And now I'm getting to the point where I used to sleep with my phone next to me. Now I have to put my phone all the way on the other side of the room. Because I'm like, after a certain time, because see, I'm scared to turn my phone off because my 25-year-old lives by herself with my grandbaby. So I don't like having my phone off. But I don't sleep with it next to me anymore either. I'm like, uh, for the even when I sleep with my phone next to me, I still don't. Yeah, you're, you're out. Of see, I, I'm, I'm not. I see that. I'm that person. I can yeah. hear the ding, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. oh, somebody. That might be. I like females because I know what that's like. for me. I put it on every nine to ten o'clock. It goes up. Do not disturb. Yeah, but I did find out that you can add. So, like my, I have a um, my twenty year old business in Seattle College, and who knows what he comes up with. like. I'm afraid if he calls me something emergency happens, I need to hear it. My daughter is not old enough for she to be out with her friends. I need to be able to hear it, but I also need to stop. For me, it's not the. For me, it's the people I people need me for things all day, every day. Yes. When I get home, I need to not be needed. And I can tell when I'm starting to get really, really irritable, it's because too many people need too much from me. And I funny that you said that because I just started like had this idea that it's my phone. Because our phones they in social media people they can have full access to our lives at all times. And I know I have to check myself because I sometimes get like, why are they not answering? I can see what they're acting like this one. Why are they not answering that? But then I have to check so like no. They don't need that. You, they just do not need you. On Facebook, don't or you get those people yeah. that wake oh, up in the, or they didn't woke up in the middle of the night and then they didn't comment or inbox Ooh, you. And I'm like, then you get those notifications. It's three o'clock in the morning. You get those notifications. Why? I don't care. Like, leave <laughs> me alone. <laughs> I'm so glad that people love love talking. Y'all love to me, man. But please do not inbox me <laughs> at one two o'clock in the morning asking me how you can get on love talk or. Any love talking information, okay? You can inbox me. I'll do it. Because I'll be on you disturbed. So I'll see it the next morning and I'll have something very clever. I'm going to direct them all. Direct them all to me. I got you. You better have something real good to say. The only person that can do that is probably Lexi. And um, she actually did box me today at 1 o'clock in the morning. She's like, oh shit. She's like, I'm so sorry. I forgot, like, you got to go to work and I'm going to work. I'm like, "It it was cool. You know what I'm saying? We were talking about something important. But all that other shit, like, hey, can you play my video on your podcast? Wait until goddamn business hours. I'm not gonna lie. Nobody though. understands business hours because no, to them business hours is twenty four seven. Especially yes. after oh, everything God. went remote for COVID, and yes. especially like if you like me with my shirts and my books and stuff, 
I do a lot of advertising on social media, on Facebook. So they like, oh, do you have a book on you? Are you going to sign it? Like, it's 10 o'clock. Yeah, because now they can put a face on it. 
Yeah. yeah, you know, you know when it's the worst though. Maybe I just know this is not getting wrong. Fourth of July, it is the worst. Everybody's selling fireworks. They put the fires oh, on the yeah. car, and I just throw that shit on the ground. Like I'm straight. I'm going. I'm about to go downtown. <laughs> That's a great sound effect. What was that again? I'm just throwing away because I'm like I'm about to go downtown and watch the fireworks. Right, I'm not, yeah, I'm not I'm coming not, to you. So. so. No shade towards the people who are selling fireworks. We salute y'all, but not we salute y'all, but not on the Fourth of July. That's just not so ever, ever. So, all right. Well, thank you, Unique, for coming through. We appreciate you. Make sure y'all get the book. It's called "The Journey Continues" by Unique. All right, what's good, y'all? We are here back on Mud Talk. That was Miss Unique Johnson tapping in for our FYF Fluff Hill Fillers Friday. It was about a Fuck your shit. Yeah, a lot of feelings. Yeah, we definitely did. <laughs> Especially, um, I know you were talking about the grocery store, about how uh, that the Kroger guy or grocery mm-hmm. guy. I don't even know where I was, but I was so mad at them. They, it was like I was inconveniencing their life. Yes. I was like, no, no, I'm, I feel like, whatever happened to the customer being, right? Like, I'm the customer. <laughs> like, please move so I can just get that. I don't even know where I was by. It was like rice. Yes. Eating what you had at rice. <laughs> Listen, this kid was probably 17 years old. He'd give a fuck. He was like, get me the fuck out of here. I'm just trying to get my $10 an hour and just go home. Go. So fuck you and your rights. Right. It's like, I don't give a fuck. I don't make enough money for this. Yes, absolutely. You know, you saw I was very passionate about those fireworks. Oh those Lord. firework flyers. <laughs> yes. No, that was our sound effect. Really there good. it was. I can't even do See, that. See, Red, shit. I can do sound effects too. Yes, but yeah, the firework flyers, like, stop putting that shit on my car. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, <laughs> well, and then you got these people. I, you ever read those like urban left people like trying to kidnap you by putting a flyer in your car? Yes. I don't touch flyers until I get home yes. just because of that urban legend or maybe real legend. I don't know. Maybe it'd be real. And yeah, and I was very adamant about um, stop putting fucking Kim Kardashian on the club flyer. <laughs> she's not going to be there. Stop doing that. And you know what? Even if she was there, she's probably not talking to any of us. <laughs> absolutely not. She's sitting in that VIP area with her friends and she's enjoying the perks. Yes, finding her business. But yeah, mm-hmm. stop putting those uh, celebrities on the flyer who are not going to be there. So if you got Kate Michelle on the flyer and Shane showing up, take her ass off. It's we're, okay. we're on to you. We know what, we know what you're trying to do. Yes, we, we know that she, we know Kate Michelle is not going to, to, to the world. And then that hurts your business because if you really do have somebody good coming, we don't believe you. Yeah. It's like that boy who cried wolf stuff. Yeah. So stop crying wolf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been a long show. Thank you yes. for those of you sticking with us. We yes, she, it. it has been a long show. We yes. appreciate y'all so much. It has been an amazing one year anniversary show. It has yes. been an amazing one year. Uh, I'm excited for what year two is going to bring. We have some more funny segments coming up, some special events. We had talked about how the next episode is our February 10th, our Valentine's Day. If yes. you are somebody who is a newlywed, between one to three Between, years. Yeah, one to three years married. We need you because we're going to play a fun game. I actually was thinking about this in the way I didn't talk to you guys about this, but I'm, maybe Missy is going to throw in a nice little uh, couple's prize for you if you win. Ooh, so I will, I'll, I'll, I'm not, I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, her gifts are great. I got you. Yeah, Listen, I got you. I, it's I a thought. real marriage, not a Kanye Oh, yeah, we don't want those like we just got married on a hill because we love each other before God. We need you to have a real legal. <laughs> I'm checking that marriage license. With a okay? marriage license. Yes. Right? But yes, our Valentine's Day episode, we need couples who have been married for one, two, three. How many years. couples are we looking for? I was saying two. Oh, that's about three. Let's go three. three. We can do three. We'll do three. We'll do three couples, and the winners, I will. We will come up with something. You know, some sort of gift for these, a good couple gift. Yes. Yeah, don't be surprised if the sex toy makes you shop though, because that might happen. Yeah. Hey. 
Spice up that sex life. Not that you need it, because you guys are still fucking like rabbits. You still like each other. <laughs> Sometimes they need it too. Yeah. Yeah. Rabbits need love too, huh? What are you talking about? Rabbits, rabbits do not need pocket pussies, okay? So <laughs> they need carrots. Right. Yep. Or yes. Well, I don't know. They're sleeping on the couch. Yeah, you might need that pot. But you're not we're talking one to three years marriage. We're not talking year seven. We're not talking yeah, about no. the whole get on that couch because I can't stand the sound of your but snore. That's the thing, not all marriage is good even in the beginning. Like sometimes that may be the worst part. Listen, if the beginning is the worst part, I'm going to tell you right now that was you settled. <laughs> well, no, if you make it through that part, through the hard yeah. times, that's what happens. But why is our marriage rough in, in the beginning? Yeah, we talked. Well, we talked about the fact that you're just getting to know each other. You're just coming into your own. Like you're, yeah. you're you guys are combining. Especially if you haven't lived life. together, I will say. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for a little bit. You find you just find those things about that party where you're like, why? Why are you breathing? Right now? I can't yeah. do that. Anymore. Well, when it gets to that point, then I'm at year ten. Well, we <laughs> talked about this yesterday on the on, with Unique. We talked about it as well. Year forty, year like eight, yeah. is yeah. about that. That's that danger zone. A lot of times, that's because you start having yeah. maybe start having kids, and that the marital satisfaction drops. <laughs> Who knew kids would drop in marital satisfaction? Yeah, I mean, you heard what Michelle Obama said when we talked about that in the interview. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle Obama said that for the first two years of her marriage, she put his camera on. Because they had kids, and she started to find out things about him, like, oh, so you don't like to change diapers? That's a problem. Yeah. Or you don't like, like, or the baby's crying. I already got up. You need to get your ass yeah. up and go get the baby. So she said for the first ten years they didn't like each other because they had big kids. And then once the kids got older and became more self sufficient, yeah. then they got into the, the swing of things, which is why we see them very much. Well, I think touche. I think with what you're saying, like you know, in the beginning marriage can be really hard. I think that's also why you cannot settle. You got to live that life like you were talking yeah. about earlier. Hello, you know, Lori Harvey. Truly, what truly what dating does. I I was talking to my son. My son's twenty, about to twenty one, and he had a heartbreak recently. And I, you know, he was like, "This just hurts so bad, mom." But you know, this is the first time I think he actually realized that when you are dating somebody and you break up, it doesn't work. That it it teaches you what you want and what you don't want in that relationship and those breakups as tough as they are are so important for you to realize what well, mom i told this girl was crazy i'm just saying but i was like <laughs> i'm glad that that was one that you learned on your own because i need you to know that that's not the type of girl for me. right she's a great phenomenal human but that's not his that's not him that's not what he you know so that that dating that but live your life go out do your thing i you know i got knocked up real early so i didn't get to live my life <laughs> you know and do all those things i want to do I'm looking forward to my fifties, like all these kids. But you know, I think when you, if you don't have that, those certain obligations, sometimes life happens. It is important to live your life. Date around, find you. God bless Lori. Yes, we got to get Lori Harvey on the show. Lori, get, get on this show. Yes, come on, Lori. I'm gonna give you all all the love because you're yes. gorgeous. You got the sexy. Man. Bring one of those pencils, you too. Maybe one of those pencils. <laughs> I have my. I might have to fight over that one. I don't know. We gonna have fight. Over. You know, I'll take Diddy. Sweet spot of my life, and you will always be puffed out of me. 
Yeah, I, I feel like we need to put these shows and send it to Indiana. Please be my puff daddy, and, and Diddy Lori, Love. And Lori Harvey, we need Lori Harvey. Lori, I will not make you my sugar mom, but Diddy, yes. I got Well, girl, we support you, though. Yeah. And you know what? If you want, if we can get Diddy as my sugar, we got a good sponsor. Sure I'm thinking do. the long game. Bring your dad, and I just want to hand Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Diddy. I was like, no, I know Diddy's dad. Lori, bring your dad. Diddy, I don't know. Listen, unless you're trying to date the son and the dad, the Listen, we don't judge. We don't you judge. Do you want to date a dad and a son? Good for you. Just yeah. give me some money. Well, we can have Diddy. We'll be, he can sponsor us and we'll put Ciroc all around in this. I'll, studio all around. I'm gonna tell you we'll what. Say, we'll be drinking. Out of hey, I'm not gonna lie. Half of those episodes that we saw at the beginning, that was me on Ciroc. So <laughs> there you go. He was an unofficial. Sponsor. He was an unofficial sponsor because I'm drinking my Ciroc berry. Maybe she'll find a decent horses. Oh, yeah, I just, I'm still waiting for my sugar ditty to give me yes. some horses. Oh, wait, well, clean. what did Julia say? He said, "Was that?" Well, that's a whole other level. Yeah. You need, you need, you, you need you <laughs> to listen that. This is <laughs> <laughs> this is when the show just goes straight downhill. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, we thank y'all for time today and what here. Can we do it? Can we do a little cheers here? Yes, we have to do a cheers. Yeah, we gotta do a cheers. Our anniversary yes. to one year. To one yes. year. Congratulations! Yes. Thanks for being drunk and having good ideas. Absolutely. Jesus, thank you for that Hennessy message. <laughs> <laughs> and our next show is gonna be my one year because that's our Valentine's show. Yes, our Valentine's show is coming up February 10th. We are taking the next episode off for our winter hiatus. And then we come back February 10th for um, Valentine's Day episode and celebrating Miss Amy's one year anniversary. We're doing with some good sex talk. So if you've got some sex questions, yeah. Well, how do they get a hold of us? Give us some sex questions. Oh, they can go on to the Mud Talk page and go on there and look us up and send us an inbox. And we also have that phone number. 419 827 talk. Yes. And you know we officially have a phone. Yes. You can so. message or call. That is the most, that is the issue. You yes. made it. Well, that and the 117. I mean, Apple Podcasts. Oh, I had to say it like that. Yes. So I didn't slur that time. But we're like 85 right now. I'm going to see that. Absolutely. I love that. You know, because you, you want to hear for our, our New Year intention show. I did my mental health, but no. I think it's very important to speak into what we want at night. I'm going to go top, top 100 for sure. Yes, top 100. Absolutely. Top 100. And, um, so share, please. Please, please share. Yes, please share. And shout out to everybody, not just here in Toledo, who has been supporting, but shout out to Detroit. Shout out to um, Ann Arbor, BG, Chicago. Texas. All Texas. those people in, in Belgium and Belgium. Russia. Yes, yes. Belgium. Australia. Yeah. China. Yeah. Oh, I don't know where else we got. Singapore. Um, we got North Carolina. Wait, 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 wait.
Um, but love talk doesn't necessarily mean just Toledo. Love talk can be, you know, you got it out of the trenches. You worked hard for it. You know, you grinded, you busted your ass for it. So mud talk doesn't mean just sleeping from Toledo. But if you got out of the mud, you can talk that talk. I can talk that mud talk because I didn't got out of the mud. I didn't grind. And there's it. an actual. There's a, ge- there's a geographical. See, I'm going to redeem myself here. <laughs> Reason for that because we are the where Toledo is. It used to be a giant swamp. Yeah. And that's where all that mud. And there's a, a river that we have called the Mommy River. It is nicknamed the Muddy Mommy because it's brown. It's it looks muddy. like trash, but it's yes. really just mud. Yes. So we're not trashy like that. Yeah, we're not trashy. It's just the water. It's just the yeah. water. But, but but I like that because yeah. honestly, if you really think about the theme of the last year, it has been out of the trenches and, and working our way to where we need to be. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And people are trying to rebuild and, and come back from COVID and everything. So COVID, trauma, trauma life. life. So people are definitely getting out of the mud. So if you are grinding and hustling every single day, you can talk that mud talk. Whether you're in Toledo, whether you're in the United States, whether you're in another country, and Singapore is a country, and <laughs> we've learned that. So, yes. so yes. If so you are, instead of saying New Year, New Me, let's say New Year, New Rock. Yes. Right here in the 419. Because we all that matter. Mm-hmm. TOL in the building, stand up. Let's go. And this girl says she's shy. Yeah, she's shy. Uh huh. She, <laughs> she was about to do a whole rap album right there. I know. I felt like you were I was like, I said, it's coming. <laughs> I'm getting back into my poetry and writing. I love that. I like that. Let's go. I'm getting into the white girl rapping scene. Yes. And but you also told us you didn't tell me to do that. Oh, I'll do that too. As long as I can have a money pump. <laughs> I think we should all be in there with our money phone. I, I, don't, I will lay in a car with a money phone all day. Yes, with her money phone. I want the money going. No, because this isn't low enough cut to me. I'd have to like pull it down. We can customize your trail. Well, I, I need to cover up a little bit. I got, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> some pasties. No. no. You should see this one shirt. I made. All right. Well, hey, that, wait. Now, Unique suggested that on the Valentine's episode that I got because I was gonna—I had a real sexy, real girl-friendly outfit I was gonna wear. She's like, "You gotta dress sexy on that one-year anniversary Valentine's." I said, "All right, so sexy it is." So next show. time we're coming with it. The girls are about to be out oh, wow. for both of us. All right. So tap into that. So tap into that. Gotta wear it Hey, hey. I, you cannot pimp the willing, so <laughs> she was copying her books off. That's what she was. Yes. All right. All right, y'all. Well, we appreciate y'all for tapping in for this one year anniversary show. We cannot wait to see you guys on February 10th at 8 o'clock p.m. for our Valentine's Day episode. Remember, if you are a married couple uh, between one and three years married, we want you to tap in with us to be a part of our newlywed game on February 10th. You can go ahead and hit us up on Facebook, look up Mud Talk. Or also hit up that Mud Talk number, or you can email us at mudtalk 49 at gmail.com. Send us those sex questions because I will answer yeah, them. Yes, send the name of those Nothing's sex off questions. the table. <laughs> send her some ask the white girl questions mm-hmm. or later on in this. And in if the you want to sponsor us, we got we'll come to your business, we will do a white girl visits, we'll come to your event, we'll we can host, we can yep. interview people. You just want to have us mention your business and we'll talk about it, then we're, we're good with that too. So Hit us up for those sponsorships. All right, y'all. So, y'all know what it is. I'm Big T. I'm Shay Renee. I'm Cindy. Mud Talks from the White Girl. And you're listening to the only show that brings you the music, news, and fashion. And the only show that keeps our ears to the streets. Why you grab me? That was sexy. That was so sexy. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we'll see you on February. Happy anniversary, you guys. Thank you. Mud Talk with Big T. Shay and Miss Amy.